Alrighty, guys, we are here with episode 13. We're here with Ricky, Chris, Riff, and me. We're going to get this party started today, right? What is it, Curtis? What is it today? We're going to say, why do vendors make us buy everything or nothing? So that's become, I think, big. Yeah. It, it, well, as of late, maybe it's because we're willing to pay, but we'll yeah, get into that. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. get into that. Yeah, it seems more and more as we go to swap meets. I don't know if we've just become known as people who like to buy a lot of stuff, but I feel like when we go to vendor booths, nine times out of ten, when we try to get, you know, they're like, "Oh, by the way, I have stuff over here, and it's games." They'll look at us and be like, "Well, you have to take everything." I don't know if you're experiencing that ever, or Ricky. I know I am, so maybe I'll talk about it a little later. But what about you guys? Are you guys getting that a lot when you go? Dude, we always get it. They're, those are the, the stuff we always split. They everyone always goes up like, "Hey, you want to buy this? It's, it's everything or nothing." And I'm like, "All right." Riff will look at me like, you want to go have these? I'm like, yeah, that's too much money. <laughs> I think this really got popularized around the time when it started to become accepted from YouTube channels, too, especially, where the people started like telling their audience, you know, back in the day, it was collector mentality only, right? Then the little bit of reselling collector mentality became, I'm talking about on YouTube, popularized yeah, yeah. on YouTube. But a lot of these YouTubers started telling people online, hey, you gotta buy in bulk. You gotta buy in bulk. It's the best way to buy. You can keep what you wanna keep, sell what you wanna sell, and you end up basically paying nothing, which is true. And I feel like maybe we started offering that out to a lot of vendors, like, hey, how much for everything, right? Popular YouTube thumbnails or shows the table, how much for everything, or I'll take all, what about for everything? And I feel like we've done that so much with vendors and different people at swap meets, conventions, anything, to the point where now, I feel like a lot of times it's like low-key expected. from Not from a lot of vendors, right? A lot of times if they have a small amount. Um, they won't. I can speak for this weekend when I went to Dusty's booth. Yeah, yeah. And it was probably the most amount, not dude, not money wise. So much stuff. I literally dude. paid Curtis to come to my house <laughs> and sort through, clean, and actually like price it all out. Man, there was so much stuff. He probably had over at least like maybe three to four hundred items just separately. Yes. And that took stakingly hours to do like i'm not even yeah. joking i paid Ooh. curtis like a good 25 cash an hour you he, know, not you know bad. He, yeah, <laughs> yeah he didn't need to do not, that you not know bad. No. i honestly didn't even tell you to pay me he goes he goes just for your time and i'm like what are you doing I value this for time. so but i do too but basically yeah that was like one of the other examples of it like dusty was basically like i went to his booth he had a ton of stuff you know he buys from storage units he's like i don't want to go through all this but dusty actually was very nice to sell me for what he paid he was like, this is what I paid. Or Chris says, it's maybe what he says he paid. <laughs> you can ask him when he's on the podcast yeah. next time. Ooh. I will ask him, but he probably, won't be, he probably won't be truthful with it, to be honest with oh, you. Oh, Dusty, like, he is calling you out. Not calling Dusty out. I love Dusty, but I do feel like when he says, this is what I paid. I've heard other vendors say that, too. And I'm like, really? Like, Dusty, I don't think you sell stuff Dusty, for nothing. bring receipts. <laughs> All right, what are your thoughts on it? Do you ever do that? I mean, you sell, too, as well? Or he's in a store, it's different. But. Well, I, I think the vendors have just gotten and smarter like they know that if you're coming through and we all do this like you want to cherry pick out the good games right like you yeah. want to go through a lot you see a stack of ps2 games like you don't want the maddens you don't want the garbage games that are in there you want to pick out the good titles but i do think that the vendors realize if you come and pick out those good titles they're never going to sell the maddens and they just sit there so they're that's why i think that they're going no you got to buy all of it yeah, they yeah. just don't want to get stuck with it so i think they've gotten smarter and more keen to it yeah, but I also think that, like, in some aspects, they probably don't want to take it back with them. 
You know what I mean? Like a lot of their stuff, they're probably like, all right, don't even care to sort through it. Just make a stack and we'll figure it out. Like that's what I got that sentiment lately where I'm like, I'm just creating a stack and I'm like, hopefully they don't take an arm and a leg. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, I and I think that like Dusty is an example where like he doesn't want to take that stuff with him. It's just going to probably end up in the trash. He knows you're going to come through, pick out the good stuff. So he's like, no, you're taking all of this. Bro, he called me like yelling at me one time. He's like, why have you not been to my booth yet? And I was like, dude, I'm sorry. Like you need to get down here. I can't imagine though, like you said, being a vendor showing up with a truck full of stuff and having to load it back in. I can't even, when we sell and whatnot, I don't even like to bring, when I go to your house, I'm like, I don't want anything back they'll be like well this didn't sell me we can uh, next week add it to them like no we sell it and <laughs> yeah. I, I want to take nothing home i buy in bulk i need to sell in bulk ricky you were gonna say something what are you gonna say sir i was gonna say that there's, there's probably a lot of vendors that are just like dusty because dusty when he when he bring comes to the swab meet he doesn't bring anything back that's it like he loads it whatever doesn't go he's like dude i i, I get rid of it and we probably should say, Dusty, for anybody listening, our other channel, Pixel Game Squad, our buddy Dusty is on Storage Wars. We buy from him every week there. And he will be on the show next time. He said I, next time. I guess yes. uh, another question that I would have is, like, what are some of like the advantages and also the drawbacks from taking on such large quantities of items at once? Cleaning stuff and things not working. As we saw, oh, we saw it dude. about like four that we probably bought what nine or ten consoles in there. It had to be roughly like that, and they were all like special edition ones, like here and there. Like how many didn't work? Four. But the good news is they were like special edition types, so you could even for parts they were worth it. They're going to be worth it. But it was like trying to find the cables, and I think one of the most tedious tasks for me was trying to match the figures with the. Like the, all the little Ricky, accessories. Oh. Ricky bought the Pokemon ones for me last oh, time. Oh, did he? <laughs> awesome. Yeah, just trying to find all the accessories for like Halo and all that stuff. But like, I have no idea. Like, that's like a 20 year old figure. I wouldn't really know what little sword goes with what what uh, character or what um, gun that goes to which with uh, a. a lot of work. Yeah, it, it literally just takes forever. I feel like that would be brutal. I never thought about the difference between like video game collectors versus toy collectors because video games universally like the majority of people can tell you from just poking around like okay that probably fits there xbox you know cable that fits with the sega saturn yeah. by just kind of poking at it with toys when you're given a bag this big of little tiny like a sword you're like <laughs> how would you know which one that goes for unless you're extremely well versed we've had to do this before with large lots of like star wars figures teenage oh. ninja turtles are one of the hardest where you have to lay out all of the accessories and go yeah. figure by figure and look on like ebay or google images and try to find each individual one it now, is so tedious yeah and is that like worth it for your time like when you're going into that stuff like that with some of the older toys it is because the accessories are like the figure by itself and then you add the accessory could be like triple the value with the accessory it's all sure. about that bingo moment right yeah. you'll look and you're sitting there like even when i bought from dusty he's like there's a bunch of empty switch cases take it all and i'm like dang empty switch cases you know i still open them up I'm like mario odyssey nothing nothing you know and then all of a sudden you open it Bring Dragon's Lair Trilogy, 100 whatever, $50 game. It's in there. And it's that moment where you're like, this is worth it. There you go. That is my, because people will be like, yeah, time. Yes, time. But that right there might have taken me 20 minutes. But really, I just made, I can, you know, make 150 bucks on that. Or if you're collecting it, you're like, shoot, I just got that grail and got it for basically, you know, if you piece out how many items you bought per like got it for like two dollars but the time aspect is key like when you're evaluating like am i gonna buy this whole so i thing? hired help bro like that lot that you <laughs> yeah. bought off of dusty Cheap was labor. like 
<laughs> I mean, it was a huge, just rat's nest of wires and nest. cords, and it needs yes. to be cleaned. And it's, I call it processing it. You're processing, mm. you know, like a trade. Like, for instance, when I bought that v, out that VHS store, I look back on it now. This was There was like 5,000 VHS that we bought, and I had to fly across country. And then there was posters, and there was all this stuff, and we had to p- take loose VHS tapes and match them up with the box and put them together. Yep. The time was like months of time and i look back at it and i'm like i don't know if that was worth it what'd you spend if you don't mind saying 15k what do you do you think you do you think it was profitable in the end not making your money back i'm talking do you think it, there was profit in the end money wise yes time wise no but it all kind of goes together so if you put money and time together did you in the end say you were paying yourself a wage of you know 25 bucks an hour to look through it did in the end Calculating in the time, yeah. I would say it was a loss. Really? Yeah, it was. There was a massive amount of inventory. It was awesome to do it, but the amount of time that that took, and I didn't realize how much time it was going to take me between getting it, boxing it up, shipping it, then processing it. There was moldy tapes we've been cleaning. Like you should have went in half and half with me and Ricky. Time. See, bro, you would have. <laughs> you would have felt a little better about your purchase. But it is like you know the the processing time of how quick you can buy something yeah. and then get it back out. Like you guys with whatnot is a quick processing. It's not sitting on eBay. Yes, you're getting it back out. Like that time aspect. Oh yeah. And so when you go back to what we're talking about, which is buying things in bulk, I think from vendors, it's their time. They're like, I want it gone. Yeah. And then from our perspective, it's like, man, how much time is this going to take me? Yeah. To buy we're all like the Costco it? version of game hunting now. Like, <laughs> only buy in bulk. That's the only way we do it. Yeah. Has there ever been like an example of like where you didn't make financially make any sense to buy it, but you try to maintain that relationship anyway? Like where it's just like, oh yeah, I Rick, feel like you guys have been doing that. We, I we do it all the Ricky, yep. and I mean, I've Ricky done that as well too. Yeah, I've yeah. done that before, but I feel like you guys have been kind of hinting at like, yeah. oh, I bought this because I just want to keep the relationship. Absolutely, going. Ricky, you can tell them about our relationship yeah, like, with Dusty. Well, one of the ones we we got off Dusty was like a lot of Japanese games and like uh, it was Famicom. Yeah. This was all this weird stuff, but we literally broke even on whatnot. Maybe maybe broke even, maybe, but that doesn't account for the time. <laughs> The cleaning, posting it up. So it's like, it was kind of a loss, but at the same time, it's like, it's Dusty. He, he always holds like, you know, has good stuff. Without doing that, Dusty may not have brought me the lot he did last yes. week, which probably was the biggest financial win for me on that one. There's maybe seven things I want to keep out of it. One being the big box Sega Master System. Which is sick. Which I is I can't wait till people get to the see the 3D glasses, the, the zap, the phaser. Uh, that'll be, but even in the end, I'll probably make a few grand off that. I would say that was like the cleanest bit too. All the Sega Master stuff was super clean super out of that lot. But he was desperate. I could tell. He's a new dad. He was tired. So I was like, I can already mess with him. He was a little tired. I could see it in his eyes. Brand new dad. He was. He's like, I bought too much. He's like, just take it for what I paid. And I was like, finally. Like a scorpion. I was like, my time. Yeah, because yeah, I know you're going to say something. What were you going to say? Well, I was just going to say I've done the same thing where I have bought things with the anticipation knowing that there's probably something further down the road yeah maybe somebody says like well i have a huge collection of nes games but i'm just looking to sell you know these junk ps2 games right now or decent ps2 games okay i'll buy those maybe you know maybe i'll break even because i know that there's a better deal down the road so. yeah 
I had yeah. a guy this weekend. He, there was like a big stack of it was a Genesis that looked like it was pooped on by every roach <laughs> in, in the, on the worst part of the Mexican border. I don't know why he's an example horrible, <laughs> but it looked like that. And it was like a stack of Madden games, and there was like one uncommon Genesis game. And I like you know searched it up on PriceStarting.com, which is not a sponsor anymore, but still, <laughs> still searched still, it up on still Price. Friends of the show yeah, for sure. They're great. I uh, searched it up on PriceStarting.com, and I was like, "Ooh, it's a forty dollars game." And then I asked him like, "How much for the game?" And he's like, "Lot only." And I'm like, "Why?" He's like. Like, everyone's asking about that damn game. What's up with that game? I'm like, it's like a $40 game, bro. He's like, now nah, you got to take it all. Don't be stuck with the Maddens. And I was like, Dang. how much did you pay for all of it? I didn't end up doing it. Oh, you I did think it? he wanted like 80 for everything. See? But the, again, with the Genesis looking like it was freaking bean burritoed, <laughs> you know, people were butt blasting just on that thing. And then it was all Maddens. You can't even sell those. You can't even give them away. Right. You can't give away Genesis Maddens. Yeah, it makes it a little bit more difficult when it's a lot because you have to factor in a lot more. Yeah, Cherry picking is always the best and easiest. If you can go up and, oh, I'll take that one, that one, that one, $2, $3. Yeah, the, the allure of buying in bulk, though, I get it. Like, say you even as a seller or say, Ricky, you're selling at a table and you're like, okay, I could cherry pick this and yeah, I'll make my most money that way. But if it's been a long day or you just want to get moving or take a break and I walk up and you know you can get 7000 for everything in your table, but I come up and go give you five cash right now for everything. It's like, Ooh, okay. Like I, 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 that 2000 at the end of the day, am I going to, I got to leave. I got to walk away. I don't need that. You know, I get a clean slate. A yeah. Clean have, slate. Have you guys bought out whole vendors at conventions before? Not at conventions. I've tried. No, not yet. Not I've yet. tried. I almost did. There was one guy that had one that was pretty low. Yeah. Phoenix resale. Right? We almost bought someone out. <laughs> Oh, we did. <laughs> yeah. Chase bought out Chase, Phoenix resale. Yeah, yeah. Chase did that. We almost bought out a buddy. Now, Wait, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I'm debating if we should have too. It was for a, it was basically a ton of switch stuff. But again, there was a bunch of that stuff that we just didn't want in there and didn't want to have to process and all that. Even though we're not actual store owners, but tech, do, are, do we count as store owners? You're with the, processing stuff now. Do, like yeah. what you had to do with Dusty, that's processing. You're, yeah, you're, that's a big purchase, and you got to go through it all. That's a big thing so. on whatnot. People are like buy from my store. And they're not, not, but they're not actual store owners. They just have a whatnot front. Mm -hmm. Or like eBay store. Is that is our whatnot room considered a store? In a sense, I would think it is. Yeah. We got a store. I got I a mean, store. You hear it first, baby? I mean, Let's go. <laughs> I think you guys do provide a service in some aspects, so that is a store. I'd say we provide entertainment. Yes. It, that, I mean, it yeah. is a show, and it's super fun. We are not sponsored by whatnot, but, but if you want to come on a Thursday, we are complete idiots. <laughs> yeah. And I will say 90% of people that watch our mainline videos are always like, where can I buy this stuff? Oh my gosh. Like, you know, so the stuff that we are selling. And I'm like, we've been telling you guys forever. Like we're not sponsored, so we don't shove it down your throats, but like we sell this every week. And by the time the video goes out, that stuff's long gone. Yeah. So people will come in every once in a while. Like other than me, please, please <laughs> do you have that? And I'm like, that has been gone. I'm so sorry. It's been gone <laughs> month now, but yeah. Last question on this subject, I guess, uh, what has been like one of the most lucrative deals like within the past, not like within the last year that you've actually like made out on like pretty good. I bought a bunch out of a suitcase once and I did pretty good on that. Uh, I bought for like 3,500 bucks or something. Uh, a homie of mine flew down, uh, sold me everything in suitcases. I think for like 3,500 bucks, I probably made like 75 in the end. So pretty much doubled up ish. That was a good one for me. Yeah. How about you guys? I mean, I just most recently bought a gigantic, We've been working on this deal for a long time. It's a bunch of like older 90s graffiti t-shirts mm, yeah. that we've been buying periodically over time. They're all dead stock, like 1990s Mar Marvel comics, image stuff. And um, I mean like thousands of shirts. 
And it's kind of going back to the bulk thing. Like we've been picking, kind of cherry picking out good ones for a long time. Don't you now, pick out out of the one I'm buying from you, bro? <laughs> yeah. you give me the good ones, all right? <laughs> and now the seller is finally kind of at the point where they're like, we're ready to kind of bulk sale this almost at their cost. And mm-hmm. it's a lot of stuff that I normally wouldn't buy, but now it's at the, the, the price level where I'm like, I think we'll just buy everything. Where it's um, like beneficial to you. To yeah, because we'll move it one way or another. Again, their cost is so low. Yeah. But we started off with that cherry picking and now it's just buy everything. And I'm going to bulk buy like a thousand bucks worth from you, see how it goes. And if it goes really well and works for, works for my store, I'll buy more. <laughs> yes. You know, Ricky, what about you? What's one of your best ripping people off moments? I, <laughs> pretty much the better way to reword this. You know, lucrative deals. Yeah, but I mean, What's you the know. best rip off, bro? Come on. I, dude, I rip myself off, truth be told, because, because literally I buy all this stuff. And <laughs> I, always, I always keep all the stuff I want. And by that time, I'm like, well, I broke even. I'm like, I'm good. Yeah, Ricky always has very good intentions. <laughs> Intentions of selling it, like he'll buy a lot, he'll go in half with me, and he's like, "All right, sick, like I'll I'll, I'll sell it." And then we go on whatnot, he'll sell like seven of them, <laughs> and I'll be on whatnot, like already the one we have tomorrow. I have like ninety-seven items listed. Yeah, they, they have none yet. <laughs> so yeah. All righty, we're gonna we're gonna transition to our next topic. Agree or disagree? Let's go. It's one of oh, my wait. favorite games. I, every you guys time. entertain the audience and sing a song while I go grab my my thumbs up and thumbs down. Ooh. Sing Ricky. I'm never gonna give Chris up. Never gonna let him down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's pretty good. I know, you have a good voice, Curtis. Hey, 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 Nintendo I've, 64. Yeah, for all you video watchers, see so you get some perks. Not only get to see Ricky's handsome face, but the perks. Here we go. Thumbs up. Thumbs down, babies. Right here. Here you go. Here you go. Let's do this. Now, for the viewers at home, the red thumbs down means disagree. Yes. And the green thumbs up means you agree. He did it. Ricky, will you set this next to you, my good friend? Curtis, shoot us with your best statement, and we'll let you know if we agree or disagree with you. All right. Let's see if I can read it right. But let's let's say box art should represent a video game accurately. Hmm. Box art should represent a video game accurately. I agree. I'm actually going to say no. I'm going to agree with this. I remember being a kid buying NES games. Which one? Oh, man, let me think I, if I For me, think. it was Wall Street Kid. <laughs> I just bought that the other day. It sucks. I just found, I know, and that cover on that, I just bought that on Sunday, Wall Street Kid, now that you bring it up, is one of the most amazing NES covers. It's ever. beautiful. It is unreal. Yeah, and then you look at the back of it. That's a good example. The game is... I assume picking stocks or yeah, making money. Pretty much. Probably a terrible game. I've never played it. Yeah. But I remember being a kid. I'm trying to think if I can think of one. Oh, man. I can't think of one offhand. But so many games. As a kid, you didn't have yeah. YouTube or like, you know, you couldn't go up and watch a trailer of what the game was. So you were going in buying games based on the box art. And many times me and my brother would come home and just be so disappointed because the cover art was <laughs> okay. so good. I say I, I, I get what you're saying. If we were playing this in 90s, I would give a thumbs up because there's like that's like you said, there's no YouTube. There's no option. Yeah. Like you got to go with what you see. But I also understand like a representative of like art. Like I understand art is also a thing and if you look at if you want to say accurate to a game i feel like the only video games that are actually accurate to the game is like the the black the black box series on the nes because it's showing the actual pixels of actually what happens on the game because if you really think about it let's say joust on atari yes it's showing what's happening you're riding a little ostrich or whatever with the thing but it's not what it looks like in the game i'd say now you can get away with showing like a cutscene or a screenshot on the front cover 
But back in the day, I mean, if you're showing a screenshot from Kid Clown or something on the cover or Dizzy's Adventure, whatever it is, actually, maybe they do use that, you, it loses so much. I feel like back in the day, you had to kind of grandiose. I mean, look at Atari. You'd have to have a little bit of imagination to like what it was going to be. Atari 2600 has like some of the best box art in history and obviously not some of the best physical graphics. But I feel like I, I, I get it. But I love seeing the art represented, even if it's a little bit way that is completely clickbaity. Come on, Mega Man holds a gun in the first two boxes. That's pretty cool. I always felt deceived. I can't get over it. I felt so deceived. I wish I could think of a game. Rick, help Shingen me out. the Ruler. When I picked it up, I thought it was a slasher. I was like, this game's going to be awesome. Yeah, that's a good example, too. Shingen the Ruler <laughs> on the NES. Yeah, it sounds awesome. I'm like, oh, dude, this game's going to be yeah. so good. We put it up, and I was like, this is a puzzle game or some kind of a weird game. All those strategy games, bro. No, And no offense. Shout out to the strategy people. My brother's a strategy guy. I cannot do them, bro. And I've been Horrible. tricked by a couple of them too, like No Bunga's Ambition or whatever these are. And you're like, this isn't going to be bad because you know you don't look. It was up on the on the wall as a kid in the video store, and let you take them down and look in the back. And you get it home, and you're like, this is diarrhea, dog crap. <laughs> and as like a ten year old kid, getting those puzzle games was absolutely horrific, dude. It bad. was terrible to bring that home and open that up. Imagine being me. You know how stupid and loud and ADD I am. Imagine trying to play a strategy game like that. <laughs> I've been able to play one in my life, Mario Rabbids, and I loved it to death. Every other one i'm just like i can't do it i can't do it either yeah i can't do it what do you think though curtis i'm curious about your opinion no i mean i only played pretty much n64 and up from like for the majority part and i would say that the box are pretty much represented what it was gonna be okay you know what i mean like yeah. you got star fox or you got super smash but then when you had when i look at when i'm playing now like the old nes stuff and i'm looking at the box art, i'm like the box art supersedes that gameplay you kind of had to be deceiving Right, because it's going to be... But then again, I guess the black box stuff did sell really well. It did. Which, did you ever notice Mario is dying on the front cover? No. No. You guys have never looked at the front cover of Mario Bros. The black oh, box version? Off, he? He's literally going into the lava and missing a jump. <laughs> that is literally what the, is happening. The one black on the box, box game that I like the most is actually Ice Climber. I really like that one a lot. That's a great one. Yeah. I love Ice Climbers, too. They're a great character in Smash Bros, by the way. <laughs> one of the top tier. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to go into our second one. Princess Peach is the most popular female video game uh, character. Hmm. I would disagree, Ricky. Okay, okay. Ricky disagrees. Dude, coming up hot. I love it. Uh, okay, uh, Ricky's going to have... A, I'm going to say I agree she is the most popular. I have to agree, yeah. Let's see, Ricky, justify. Are you about? So, Speak, Ricky. Convince I already know. Me. You want me to convince you? Let's, let's let's say two, Curtis knows that... that uh, Kurt, I, I'm pretty sure Curtis would have picked the same person because it's all about Zelda. Zelda because oh. of the name, and then you also got uh, Samus. Dude, there's, there's a bunch. And I, I would say there's two, I, too. Like. I, I would say, like, pr if I had to pick between, like, being Princess Peach or, like, one of those two, it's like, dude, I'm going to play the game these other games instead of Princess Peach. Like, yes, she's more popular. Like, eh. That is the question. I don't know. I'm, hey, I don't know. I think Zelda's technically still more popular. I'm changing mine. I agree with Ricky now. No, <laughs> but I, mean, like, I would also say that, like, Tomb Raider, what about her? No, 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 come on, guys. Sorry, 2000s I would boy. say Zelda. I hadn't <laughs> thought about Zelda, though. Yeah. Princess Zelda. But listen, just what we were talking about before, we talked about deceit and deceiving, right? The cover art makes you think it's something that's not. One of the biggest memes of all time is Zelda, Zelda. and Link. Like, you're not... Zelda's very non-important in the structure of actually gameplay during those early Zelda games. Now, of course, she's, you know, a mainstay and, you know, Smash Brothers and other things. She plays a part in, in storyline as well. But back in the day, 
when you're playing Link's Awakening, Link's whatever, any of the games, you're not thinking Zelda, right? You're just you're playing as Link. You're playing Link. I I don't know. I'm gonna hold strong with this one and say you guys are wrong. Have you have you <laughs> ever been able to play as, as Mario, Zelda? Mario two. No, the Princess Zelda in any of the games. Um, I think I don't uh, know if you can actually play as her. I think somebody she's just out a there would probably say you can and something, but I don't know. I don't remember ever playing as her. Ever. Princess Peach just got her own new game again. Right. So Princess Peach has as her own good new games. You called her Samus? I said Samus. Me too. Samus. Samus. But Samus. Of course, Aaron. Aaron. Or Aran. But yeah. that one is deceiving too because you didn't know she was, it was a girl. Nobody knew again. until you beat the game. <laughs> right. So obviously she's playable. Or enter Justin yeah. Bailey as the code. Peach is playable. But, but I would say that she's not more important than playable, Peach. Which is kind of crazy. That's they true. It's like only Smash. It. That's it. But if Break someone smash. said, if, if you're asking a broad, if I go ask my parents, right? Don't give a crap. My wife, people who don't give a crap about video games. Tell me a female character. In a video game, or tell me a princess. They're anything. definitely not saying Samus. <laughs> They're not saying my wife probably would think Link is Zelda. Maybe Zelda. Probably Princess. I think Peach, they would though. still say Zelda though. Really, Peach. Ricky's holding strong. Yeah, I don't think. I think with Aaron saying, I don't think a lot of people would know that she, that's actually Princess Zelda. Regular non-video game player. Totally. Yeah, like if you held up a picture and they like figured out who which is which. If I yeah. held up Link to my wife, she'd say Zelda. Because that's no, Zelda. Really. And uh, even me as a longtime gamer, I have slipped up on the word before. Like, Who's this? Like Zelda. Oh, no, I mean Link. Sorry. And you look like a complete clown. <laughs> I would say it's a little deceiving. Princess Peach, has, think, she has multiple of her own games. She just got another mainline game. She was playable already in Mario 2, going back to that quick. She was awesome in Mario 2, too. She was she the, was best, the best character. She's the best with her float. Yeah, the you float can't... was the best character by far. And in the new game, she can like change into a bunch of different characters and all that stuff. I feel like she is... Such a convincing and in the argument. Movie, <laughs> and in the movie, Zelda's not in the movie yet. Well, Ooh. she had the CDI game. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, sure is Dre around here. <laughs> it's like, it's just the, yeah, the CDI is the worst. <laughs> His eyes are like game. rolling the other way. Want a Gamelon? They're Man, the best. It's such a good convincing so argument cool. right there, too. Like, I think Peach kind of takes the cake on it, dude. I like how Curtis is like giving a definitive answer now. Right. <laughs> and the winner was Rip. Seriously. Loser. Who's more popular, Peach or Zelda? Peach. Let's Whoa. go. Oh, I can hear him. He actually can speak into the mic. That's dope. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> yeah. I love that little Darn. added little uh, little layer. Yeah, right there. Yeah. All right, we're going to go on to our next one. It's going to be a little bit more of a uh, topical one. It's going to be tipping on takeout is irrelevant. So takeout as in like you're ordering at a restaurant and you're just ordering takeout. Are you, Is it necessary to tip? Oh, man. So we're... Say, say the question at the statement as the statement one time. All right. So it's going to be tipping at a restaurant on takeout is irrelevant when there is no extra service so provided. So should you tip on takeout? Yep. Yes or no? Yep. Agree or disagree? With yep. And that's as lately because like, I've been going. I'm going to say it's irrelevant, but I have to explain. Right. I'm saying it's irrelevant. Yeah. Okay. It's a tricky question. I like it. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be the odd man out. Okay. Right. What's your answer? Better defend it. All right. So, uh, <laughs> It's to not tip, right? You're yes. saying you should tip on takeout. Yes. Oh, for God. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I love when Ricky crosses. Ricky's always, always confused on agree or not <laughs> disagree. Dude, he just thinks about it for a second. He's like, I'm just going to uh, so, disagree with let, let me oh, just, no, no, no. Okay, I'll, I'll, I will be the odd man okay, out. Okay, okay. I'll be the odd man out because I know those to-go people are the ones that are usually like do, like in the front. They don't get 
any tips. They don't get anything. So, I mean, I'm not saying tip them like good, but like at least they're like a couple bucks their way. I mean, they they, they bagged it up for you. That's about all they did. <laughs> Dude, there's going to be some angry people. Well, no, no, I, I want to say this. I agree that it's irrelevant, but I do it every time anyways. Yes, I still do it. I tip on everything. Yesterday, I, I this isn't me. Yesterday, my my uh, haircut girl, she she charges me twelve dollars to cut my hair, and she's going to Vietnam for a month. And I normally come and see her every month, so I gave her a hundred dollar bill when I left, and I said, "Here's for the weeks that I'm gone." Well, that's different. That's no, different. but no, I'm just saying. And even with to go, I tip on everything, but I don't. I say it's irrelevant because you don't have to. They're getting paid for that job. Right. I don't get to, you know, Beto, our amazing sound engineer. Right. You, we can't he can't put up a thing like, hey, you guys going to tip me this time. You know what I mean? Like it's irrelevant. You can. Right. You could say that about any job. You could say it at your store. It's irrelevant if someone wants to tip you or bless you. But you can. I choose to do it pretty much in every situation. Every situation. So <laughs> give me. I just want to say the thing that I'm with food kind of like getting annoyed with it now is that everywhere I go now, like if I go get to the coffee shop in the morning, it's okay. Your coffee was $3. Do you want to tip a dollar? And then say, I go to the Boba place. Okay. Your order was eight, $6. Do you want to tip a dollar? And I mean, everywhere it's now an option to tip, 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 tip. And it's At awkwardly, first, it's and, awkardly right in front right, of you. And then now this has been around for a couple of years where you yeah. started seeing it. At first I used to be a dollar here, dollar here. <laughs> I go to a lot of places. I eat at a lot of places throughout the day. Yeah. Um, to the point where I'm like, all right, I am done. This is like ten dollars a day and, and you go there every and the, day. And the option is, it's like, would you like to tip? And the options are like twenty percent, forty percent, or sixty. You're like, what the hell is this? Like, those are my <laughs> options. Twenty percent, or you can do custom. And they're like this. They're like, oh no worries. There's just some questions there below, and they just stare at you on the, the iPad. You. And you're like, uh, it's, it's now, so look awkward. over there. Nothing. Now, I do love tipping. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's not yeah. that I don't tip. Takeout, I generally don't, just to go back to that. But like, if I go to my coffee shop every single morning, that dollar tip every single morning over and over and over again. Now, once in a while, I still will hit like, all right, you know, maybe you said good morning or you were extra friendly this morning. Okay, you, you, you deserve a, t yeah. a dollar. But over and over and over again, every single time, I'm like, man, this is a lot of tipping. Yeah. yeah. I'm just kind of like, how many tips do I have to give? Dude, oh, no, I mean, like, on my sentiment on this is, like, if unless they're providing extra service to me, like, if they're cleaning my table or whatever, I'm ordering takeout. That food is for me to go. You're not providing additional workload to your, you know, to your life. So leave it up to the stores. The business owners should be covering that, like, their wages and all that. What are so. you going to say? I'll tell you this. Like, I've noticed, like, when I do tip, like, on those to-go orders, there's, like, three people ahead of me. Guess who gets their order first? Bam. Mm. I've, I've seen it a couple times. I'm Hand like, for better I'm work. Like, oh, I was like, well, I mean, I'll pay to get out of here like an extra five minutes early. <laughs> I, I will say this: when I said every time, I was more talking about takeout. That's but I will say I will tip in pretty much any scenario if I feel like the person. I'm a huge like connection person. If I walk in and the dude's like, "How are you? Good to see you." I already know they're gonna tip. Like I, I, I more tip off people's demeanor versus their services. I like a good experience. I'm a people person. I like to talk. I like the guy to fist bump me when I come in at Bonsai Bowl. And what up, dude? I, I, I'm a experience type person when I'm at those places. Yeah. So if I get a good experience, 
I'll do that. So we go and get tacos generally every time after the podcast. And what's the name of the place? I now? always tip. Baja. Yeah, Baja. Baja. I tip every time. Yeah, tip. Do you tip every time? Every time. On yeah. the credit card, you tip. On the credit card. You do. Well, that's because they're going to provide a service. They do table side service for us. Right. And they do do good service. Yeah. Plus, they're, they are they're good. homies. And, I see and, that. Right. and we talk with them all the time. Okay. I did it with my... I'm no, just saying I'm, on takeout. That's I'm it. saying I'm sporadic with it. Once in a while, I will tip yeah. even at the Paha place. But I honestly will. It depends, I think, on how much I've tipped already that day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I'm, like, I'm, I'm telling you. I hit the button like three times already today. I'm tapped out on the tipping. Like, I'm like, sorry. You did a great job. But there's no more tipping for me. Dude, I went to Togo's and I was like, I just got a turkey sandwich <laughs> with cheddar only on it. No extra thing on it. And then it, it came out to like 16 bucks. And I was like, and it said 20%, 15%. And I was like adding 2 to $3 on it. I'm like, no, sir. I'm taking this out. I'm leaving. Yeah, you're tapped. <laughs> Get out of here. $20 sandwich, you're gone. I, I kind of do it in a way, though. Like, sometimes I'll force it upon myself, like exercising generosity because our nature as humans is not to give, right? It's a very, like, clench your wallets type thing. I mean, even in churches, one of the biggest moments people stress is during tithe. They're like, oh, no, here we go. Like, what do we do? They're talking. <laughs> I've always kind of like forced myself to exercise generosity, even if I don't feel it. I, I showed my son, we went to Red Robin, or maybe it was my daughter, and we were out for like a birthday thing, and we gave the waitress a $100 bill as like a tip. And my daughter was like, why? Why would you do that? And I just said, because she made our day. And that's, and I think it was just like, those kind of things I like to like plant in my kids' heads. Like it's okay to have generosity without reasoning sometimes. And like you said, obviously you can't get excessive. You can't go into debt and you're like, I'm tapped out. Like I've spent 75 bucks just on tips today on my meals. I get that. But I kind of like force it upon myself because I've said before when I growing up without money, I would always like be like, heck no, I can never so now I think I've had to like teach myself <laughs> he looked at to me. do it. Why'd you look at me? I grew up poor. <laughs> yeah, brokey. <laughs> and, and I agree with you on all that. I do believe yeah. in generosity and Shut giving up, back. Shut up, Scrooge. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to tell like, the now. Scrooge over here. Dude, I'll, I'll, I'll wear it for Chris, man. I'll be like, uh. It reminds me of there's the scene and I think it's uh, Usual Suspects or uh, it's Reservoir Dogs where they're all sitting at the table. Do you know the scene? It's been a while since And it's the one it. dude, Steve Buscemi, and they all go around. They're like, all right, everybody chip in. And he's like, I don't tip and it's a whole yeah. scene on like he's like i don't tip there the guy's like no oh, you cheapskate you're just kid you're you're chipping in too so i do tip a lot yeah, yeah. all the time i know you do but i it's just excessive to me i know there's I a mean, lot of it now if it's like for dumb things i think well, that's where it comes down to if it's like well, a the really dollar tip on my three dollar coffee it's just a lot after up. a while yeah. it like, adds Man, up. this yeah. is adding up and and so. I'll, I'll i'll add one little sentiment to it in other countries like japan they actually think it's an insult to tip, so it's really? like, yeah, no tipping in Japan. Yeah, they actually think it's an insult. Really? The managers probably think that all the workers are like, please, because <laughs> I've never met someone who's like, oh no, don't get anybody I've ever asked if you want to tip. I don't care if they're a construction <laughs> worker. They're like, yes, please, I'll take that. <laughs> all right, we're gonna go on to our next one. It's gonna be graphics are a very important part in video games. Graphics are a very important part in video games. I'm gonna say no. Chris says yes. I say no. Christopher, defend yourself. Oh, man. I mean, I love graphics. I mean, gameplay is huge, of course, too. But graphics, I mean, they're just such a big part of it. I'm surprised you guys say no to that. Because to me, they're like, they're not everything. Yeah. Like, there can be a bad graphics game that's good. Yeah. Can't think of one. <laughs> <laughs> that's good? Yeah. Like, what's a good bad graphics game? On, he looks the cat on the NES. Robotron? Yeah. Like Robotron? the entire on NES the catalog? What? It's even like yeah, Robotron. Yeah. Robotron, I would say, is like good, good graphics. 
I don't know. Any game I've ever enjoyed over the years, I well, typically am like, oh, the graphics are pretty good. What about Broforce? Those were horrible graphics, but it was so entertaining. No, but I still like those graphics. Exactly. That's, yeah, that's the I like that 8-bit style. But you're right, great. it is technically like lo-fi graphics. Lo-fi, I love <laughs> it. Some of the characters in Lo-fi. Like, <laughs> well, it's interesting. Um, if, you, if you think about graphics, though, going through time, graphics were so important, air quotes for audio, important back in the day because it was the war of bits. Right? You had the yeah. Atari, and then 8-bit console came out. Well, shoot, what's next? We got 16 bits of power. Up next, 32 <laughs> bits of Meg's power. 64. It's like, this was the thing. Then we got one to like 128 and stuff. People stopped talking about, you know, bits. You know, it just didn't become a thing. But back then, it was so important to say graphics, 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 to where I think we got a lot of games that just thought graphics and forgot about gameplay. Right, we look into yeah. a lot of the new modern games like some of the Assassin's Creed games or Cyberpunk, whatever it is, to where you look at the graphics and you're like, ooh, that looks pretty. But when you come down to it, sometimes graphics took precedent over a gameplay leading to a worse game. Or if you have a game with poopy graphics, but good gameplay, you can still enjoy the game. That Argue that! No, Argue that it! Good, no, I'm, not, I'm gonna agree with you on like the modern stuff. Like There is a lot of beautiful games out there that are pretty crappy. So the graphics don't necessarily make it a good game. I guess my argument is that they certainly do help it like enhance the experience. graphics to like, you know, make it a good game. So, Ricky? I miss those days though when, when you used to just like brag about graphics. I think the last game that actually like that happened was I think it was Gabo too, and I finally played the game. It was uh, some samurai game on PS4. Oh, 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 oh. You just want to talk about? Yeah. The one with the Ken, Ken, no, not Ken Sidon. That's on Sega Master System. I can't remember. I sound so yeah. dumb. One of my friends helped develop it. Wow, I sound Dude, horrible. It's like was, one of the game of the year. That was the last one besides Shadow of the, Shadow of the Colossus. When that came out, I remember I was like, oh, everyone was like, Dude, this is the best game ever. But you don't get that anymore. Do you think the storyline uh, would outweigh the visual aspects of a gameplay? Storyline's huge, I think, depending on the type of game. Um, I know back in the days it wasn't as popular to you know listen to storylines because they were generally the same. Princess this, president's been captured by ninjas. <laughs> when, yay, congratulations, misspelling at the end. Congratulations. No, yeah. <laughs> no reward, misspelling. You know, you, you are a winner. You know, it's like... Winner. <laughs> well, like, what's a better game? The original Zelda okay. or Link to the Past? Link to the Past. Why? Because it's a better game on all aspects. But the gameplay is pretty much the same. It's way better. Not it, that much different, though. You can drop bombs. You're going into dungeons. I think Nintendo and Super Nintendo, though, is like the perfect parallel of like where it was like an enhancement, but things were still, I don't know, like on an equal playing field, but enhanced. Like the coding and was like still Nintendo the same. Nintendo graphics, like I love them. But the graphics when you're playing like Link to the Past are so far and above beyond like the original Zelda. It does make it almost a better it game. It enhances the experience for, for sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. And it's pretty similar gameplay. Yeah. It's an overhead view. But when you look at the two, you're like, wow, that's a way better game. I never thought he'd be a graphics guy, bro. Gabo's a huge graphics <laughs> yeah, guy. Yeah, he's he, that, he's like updates his TV like every six months. Like I need <laughs> and he really does. Yeah, and it's not everything, but I do feel it's a pretty critical Piece. I know we talked about I think in our first podcast I remember like getting the Series X the great console I love Game Pass I think it's the greatest thing that's happened to gaming maybe ever for a consumer yeah. um, buying a 4K TV for it and like being hyped like woo hyping it up and just turning it on I was like looks good well, do you think we're yeah, yeah, I spent too much money on something? Rock and that, Stone. It's kind of reason yeah, why yeah. I switched. And then I play indie developed games. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of the reason why I switched to PC is because I wanted to upgrade my gameplay. Like, I love the frame rate, the just the no lag input. All that stuff was like nice on it. 
Yeah, bricks. Do you think we're at a stage though where <laughs> graphics have finally kind of like maxed out? Like, I would what say is that we're next level. I would say that we're about five or ten years out before we see something look like unbelievably crazy. There's been a couple like that. There was one they were talking about triangles or something for some reason in the trailer, but there was this like first person shooter game like PlayStation Five being developed or something where it was like. It was real. It looked real. I mean, I saw like I was playing Street Fighter Six the other day, and I was like, "Wow, these graphics are incredible." The way the guys look, but I guess I've been blown away every generation when the graphics yeah, come out. I, so I don't know if the I mean, next series, whatever it is, Xbox I'm Millennium less, or whatever I'm they less call and it, less impressed. Yeah. The past like because it's kind I of don't plateaued. Know. I don't Xbox Three Sixty till the new stuff till new. It's been always been kind of equally as excited each time we'll never yeah. get the jump from 8-bit to 16-bit i don't think there's going to be a crazy difference that we're not already seeing when they do go the years past but i think that like games like mortal kombat when you yeah. play the old one and then you play the one that just came out it is tenfold times like nicer well and so what i was actually had the same discussion with my son the other day he was 14 and i was saying to him i was like yeah the graphics have plateaued they're not getting any better and he was like that's not true he's like the frame rates are so much better than yeah, they yep. used to be and i was like get out of here with your frame rate that doesn't <laughs> it, mean anything. It, it does like, but he was like he was explaining it to me and he's like no and i was like so if you go back and play an xbox not original Xbox uh, One. Yeah, it's like like to me Xbox One to Xbox Series X looks pretty much looks, the same. Yeah. But he's like, no, those are like completely different. And I'm like, I don't know, they look the same to me. But he went off on a frame rate lag thing. Dude, and I'm he's telling like, you. no, they are so I'm much. I'm telling better. you, yeah, yeah. I, I don't visually see it. There, I switched from like just like the regular Xbox One edition yeah. that came out, and I went to a PC, and I was like, what was I cross-eyed back then? Like. That it like improved the graphics so much. Having a monitor that does 240 frames, they're making a new set of monitors that are 360 frames. Nickel and diamond, you broke. Dude, I'm telling you, you sure they're not nickel and diamond? I don't care if they are. It comes out where my face is like glued to the screen. My reply to this is always lag doesn't even exist. (laughs) Dude, you don't know the gears days, man. Dude, it's just in your mind. Dude, you don't know the gears days. I'm telling you, they had this thing called a lag switch where you would be in spawn and someone would put it on. Did you say we didn't know the gears? Gears days? Yeah, no, I'm saying like you don't remember the gears days where it's like the, they no, called it the yeah, lag switch. Come on, dude. We 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 so created did you play? the gears days. We were the, we were the founders. <laughs> yeah, of yeah, we were <laughs> still getting that short handshake. We are gears shoulders. Handshake. <laughs> 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 yeah, dude. I just remember like back in the day, like where you get lag switched and somebody would literally click it and we're like your dial up or whatever it was. I used to run but Smash tournaments. Get destroyed at spawn. I, was, I remember people like I was running them on like not Aces monitors and people would be like, "This is ridiculous. We can't play it with the lag." And I was like, <laughs> I would just be like, yeah, I'd be like, get out of here with your lag. <laughs> I lost because my lag input's one millisecond yeah, too you slow. Just, I would just be like, you just lost because you suck. The hater hangs over. If, if he was around in the Super Nintendo days, he would have been one of those guys like, oh, I didn't win because my, my controller was acting yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. I would have been like, dude, the response time on this controller, it's bad. What were you going to say, Ricky? <laughs> so I was going to say, does the lag only, it's only for the online? Because I would say like, I was just saying like back in the Gears days when uh, like Xbox used 60 you'd have gears of war 2 somebody would hit a switch and it would like literally lock you at spawn and then everybody would be dead and then 
boom, you're dead. Don't it, even it's, try it's, it. It's interesting. Like, it's interesting. Ricky and I used to play all those games online and would get first place with none dude, of that. Oh, that's crazy. We were playing off CRTs. No problem. Yeah. Must have been the lag switch. Work on your internet over there. Dude, I'd be playing it. I'd get a phone call and it dial up would literally, like, because as a landline, it would freeze you for a second. You're like, no, my internet's going out. That was your problem. You were on dial. I think a big problem with current, I think one of the biggest problems in current generation, and I never thought about this, is the reason I'm not as excited anymore is because it's expected. Right back in the eight bit days, sixteen bit days, thirty two bit days, you were like, "Oh my gosh, we've peaked, we've peaked, we've peaked." Now we know technology can go so far. You're like, "Eh, of course they can do that. They'll get to it." Right hmm. now, we, if they're like, "Dude, you walk into a room and it's VR holographics and it, it's all realistic." Holographics. Whatever. <laughs> we'd all be like, "Yo, holographies." Yeah. We'd all be like, "Yeah, they'll, they'll get there." Yeah. But back in the day, you're like, "There's no way it's better than than Donkey Kong." There's just no way. But now it's like, yeah, it's going to happen. So when it hits, it's almost like, yeah, I knew we'd get there. You know? I feel like it hits different. I get I mean. Agree or disagree? I agree. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. We're going to go on to our next topic. It's going to be reproduction toys and shirts are ruining collecting. This is a Ricky topic, so I'm going to have to lead it. So Don't the, even. Ooh, all right. So I'm going to start off with this question. Are reproductions of shirts and toys going to ruin the, the hobby of collecting? I think they eventually will. Like, uh, so... As an example, like, let's start off with the shirt game. Like, the shirt game right now, like, if you're not into it, people do not know how to spot reels and fakes. And mm -hmm. it's honestly bugging me so much. I'll go on eBay, literally start searching up shirts all over, and I'll see, like, oh, look at this one, sick. I'll look at, just like us, we can, we can, we can spot it. Like, you can tell by the fade or by the tag. Tag's, tag. Tag's pretty much a dead giveaway. Like, right now there's, like, a Nintendo World Championship. giveaway. Dead giveaway. <laughs> but, dude, Nintendo World Championship shirt, and on eBay right now, they're asking, like, 500 for it. And you look at it, and it's got the thin tag for the new It's got the shirt. canvas tag. Yes, and I'm just like, dude. Same goes for gaming, too. This isn't just yeah. for shirts. This is for, yeah, this is for, like, everything. Like, even, uh, I feel like, you know when they, they brought up the new Turtles? It's, yes. I feel like it's hurting the, the old turtle market because it's... You, you, you can kind of tell the difference, but... And those are licensed. And those too. are licensed. That's the yeah. problem. So, like, I don't know. Stuff like that really is going to hurt the market bad. I see what you're saying on a lot of things. It, it is difficult to tell, and I know other people have talked about this before, but I think it's important because reproductions of games, shirts, anything, I'm sure, whatever market any of you are into in any world yep. uh, of any facet... Is getting again. We just talked about technologies being so advanced nowadays. You know, in the last episode, but now same goes for physical stuff. People are getting so good at recreating this stuff that it does become hard. I've gotten bootleg T-shirts that I am finding out later were bootlegs, and I'm like, there is no way this this wouldn't pass as real. Yeah, it's got the fade. They're buying the shirts from old bins that were dirty and faded with a tag on it and just getting it embroidered or just getting it printed on. And by all means, there's almost no way to prove if it's a fake or a repop, which can be the difference of, and even in video games, a $500 item or a, a $50 yeah. item. But there is respect to on things that I do like for it. Like there are, actually, I'm gonna be working with a guy who's making me I don't want to mess up the website name. It's like mini box gaming, mini gaming boxes. We'll work with him soon. I'll even mention him on the podcast. He's getting me boxes that are mini, but they're they're repros of those boxes, and oh, they're so sick. good, and I desire them, right? And he obviously knows, hey, I'm not telling people these are the original boxes. They're obviously smaller. Like, you know they're not the exact ones. But certain repros of items can be a good thing. But I think where the hard part is is when people don't tell you 
Yes. And they just don't advertise it. Like there's a game at a swap meet and you know it's fake and you ask the vendor and you know they're not saying a word. They're just like, yeah, I got this game. 50 yeah, bucks for this hundred dollar game important to like differentiate like you're wearing um, a what would be classified the term is bootleg, bootleg shirt but was that a shirt ever an original shirt like was it a that graphic ever put on a shirt i you don't think so i don't think so i don't think so i feel like shirts like this like make you want to collect though like it's like I don't know. Yeah, and there's for the a audio listeners by the way it's jameson pulling off spider-man's mask right yeah correct and it's an awesome shirt but it's of course it's new yeah but, and I don't know if it would, it's a, I wouldn't call it a fake. Like when I see fake games or like you've talked about the NWC shirt where like somebody is trying to fake that yes. to make and almost like fool you into thinking that yes. that's the original. Huge difference. That I, I cannot stand it. Now, if it's bootleg, like there's a lot of t-shirt makers that are making like They're awesome amazing. graphics yeah. that are Marvel shirts, you know, like Good. chronic images or mad or any of these guys, like they are. Almost, they're like original art. Oh, that's mad. This is mad. It's an MAD. Yeah, mad? It's an MAD. Yeah. Mask in disguise. Yeah. yeah. So they're like original artwork of on you know they don't own the licensing to Spider Man obviously so yeah. they're bootlegs, but I don't mind that so much. But the pure fakes like Pokemon fakes and those uh, anything fake fake where you're trying to pass it off as real man I cannot stand that. Yeah. And that to me that is happened to me. Remember ruining. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if it's ruining collecting altogether, but it's making it much harder to be a collector. Yeah. Well, and it yeah. sucks for people who aren't seasoned veterans, right? Or even seasoned veterans because it's hard to spot it. But for people, you know, who are newer to the scene, who are trying to do their due diligence, due diligence to get these games, it may be harder for them because they're not as well versed as seeing 100 copies of Turtles in Time to where they may go to the swap meet and see a fake and go, it looks pretty real to me. The Pokemon games, like oh. Pokemon Emerald and all of those. The I DS mean, games, Over remember? the years, we yeah. have gotten, we were pretty good at like, okay, it doesn't have this, or the E looks like this. Yeah. Lately, when they get traded in, man, I have sat there and looked online, and I'm trying to tell, and a lot of times, we just cannot tell anymore if it is fake or real. They have gotten so, so good at mimicking all of that stuff. I, and so it's very hard to even know like if you're buying a real Pokemon Emerald now. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we got cut off. It stopped recording. So Curtis... Re get back into it. Tell yeah. us a story. You and Chris were at the Swami and you got smoked. I love yeah, yeah. hearing these stories. So, it's not me being the idiot. So I was walking the swap the other day with Chris and uh, you guys weren't there. And as I was walking around, we, we spotted some DS games just sealed on the table. And I was like, dude, these are Pokemon games, right? And I ended up like, I was like, only wanted to resell them real quick. And as I picked them up, I walked away and Chris was like, Dude, that's a pretty good score. I didn't see him. And then we started looking closer at him. Oh, and, I remember this, dude. dude. This is when you got toasted, dude. The problem was, is like, I'm not like as familiar with DS games as I thought I was. And um, I looked super close. I mean, you can't really tell if they're fake or not. So I'm looking at the seal. The only difference you could see really was that it wasn't as like holographic, I guess, okay. per se, as on the outside. And so like, I told Chris, I was like, man, like, I don't know if these are real or not, but I'm going to just take the risk. But Chris was like, dude, as he looked at it, you were like, um, how, long, yeah, and how, how long did it take you to look at it to start questioning? Well, right away when Curtis said he got them, I was at the booth. First off, I was like, damn, I missed out on yeah. like yeah. Steel no. Pokemon games. I was like, oh, those are like yep. a few hundred, you know, three, five, five hundred dollars. And then he handed them to me and I was like, right away. I mean, it went from like, oh, man, you got to steal to, you know, a lot of things raised. First of all, you're at, you know, the flea market. Yeah. You should be like, I don't, you know, that would be odd to find sealed Pokemon games, but you could. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. and so I'm walking around and I'm looking at them and. 
I was like, I don't know, Curtis. These look a little <laughs> bit off. I mean, there was just they were pretty darn good. I will say though, and yeah. I had to look at them for a good like five to ten minutes. Like, and my final judgment, I was like, I think that these are fake. Yeah. So and, the only way I could really determine it was like, Chris, I'm just gonna open one and uh, I'm gonna have to compare it to something else. Like at, at another booth. And as I was looking at it, I was looking at the DS games. I'm looking at it. I'm like, dude, these still look so real to me. But I think once you opened them up and we did look at the yeah. insides, then it was more apparent that apparent that like yeah these are these are fake what a bummer if you opened it and they were real well <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey no but i was willing to take the risk on it because i mean like I, we were 80 percent sure that they were yeah. pretty much fakes but i mean i wasn't going to go back to vendor be like hey man you sold me a fake i kind of had a feeling like already they kind of knew you know, like they kind of hush hush when you go to those booths. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to say anything. But, but some of them come off like we've been to some where it's like, I think they genuinely didn't know those were fake. Yeah. There's yeah. some. I get a lot of, I don't know. Like, like I'll come across like poke fake Pokemon Classic. cards. Like, the, <laughs> are these, and you ask the question, are these real? I don't know. Like, you figure uh, it out. The, the, pol the politician answer. Yeah. Now, yeah. do they know or not know? Who knows? Yeah. I mean, maybe they do, maybe they don't. Ricky has a technique that you use for DS yeah. games. For the D so, for the DS games, it's like the. I guess I got it from we got it from Scott Squatch, but the thing is, you look at the top of like the DS and the 3DS mm -hmm. games. You got to look for this rectangular like box, square. It's, it's, square. it's the tiniest little like it's like a it's almost like a slit. But you look at it like close, and you'll 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 see this little slit, great on the front. Yeah, on on the top. Above the label. Above the Dude, label. But they're getting so good at it. It's almost like it's so hard to tell the difference. I mean, these were sealed. So like yeah. once I figured out their reproductions, I was like, you know, like what I pretty much had in mind, I was like, well, I'm just going to keep them. And with, like whenever we make a mistake or something and a fan needs something, I'll just have the boy sign it and we'll send it out for a gift or Heck something yeah. like that. And they've, they've definitely gotten better with those little subtleties. Like on the Game Boy Advance Pokemon games, we yeah. used to look on the inside and it would say Nintendo like across the board and yeah. you could, that was one way to tell yeah. now they put nintendo across the board do you know how to tell those apart no so, <laughs> i mean i do yeah, right, I, I, right. I know a lot of different ways let me say what is it so on the on the pokemon like the clear ones okay you flip on on the back and you'll see the four squares in the back that's like a weird little I don't oh know, so i haven't that. heard of that yeah, one so, we used to look yeah, at talk the, the e. mic, riggy <laughs> i mean so when I, we used to look at the e but i feel like the, now the e is perfect yeah the e used to be off then it was the little things then you could open it up and there were certain things you could look inside this is I feel why like i emulate better and better <laughs> now, reproducing now. all faking all of now these. for yeah. a store do you like ever sell reproductions uh, we do not like I don't order them in bulk like we won't do any of that. I, in fact w w We've never done that. I know some store owners do yeah. Yeah. Well, we've always frowned upon it But if like a Pokemon Emerald gets traded in we evaluate it say by accident one of our guys bought it as mm -hmm. real We probably paid I've seen people do that 80 90 bucks for it. Say it's a hundred and something dollar game uh, Rather than bucks. eating the loss <laughs> altogether, <laughs> We probably would pay have paid a lot. We got burnt on it. We got toasted like Curtis Hey man, we but, take we take L's everywhere once in a while. Oh, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, but versus throwing it out, we will sometimes put like very clearly labeled repro on it. We'll mark it down to maybe ten bucks. Somebody might still want to play that game. Mm -hmm. We only have like maybe one or two of them in the case. It's not like we have a whole case of reproduction games. We might sell that just so somebody can play it. The game will still work. Yeah. So um, are you again, pretty upfront? Like when like. Very them. upfront, yeah. beyond upfront, like as like this is not a real version. He's a of good this guy. Oh, well, I would never, guy. never liked it. Yeah, I've never liked the repro. It stuff. happened to Gabo. We're in a group chat, and he texts me one day in our group chat, very excited. <laughs> 
like in critical Gabo, like, I am sweating, Rifo. Rifo, check this out in the group chat. We're like, Gabo, would you get the biggest score ever, guys? Like all like, like ready to get like us to cheer him on. And he just sends us pictures of the most obvious fake Super <laughs> Nintendo game you've ever seen. It's almost like if someone doesn't know how to use Photoshop and they're like, TMNT turtles and they find a random image and like that'll work and just stretch it to fit the Super Nintendo <laughs> tags like flopping off. No, the best one, the Pocky and Rocky that he bought. Yeah, you could see the watermark that said like image sample on top of it. <laughs> and I was like, Yo, that Yo. was a developer copy, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that watermark. <laughs> watermark. And I was like, Gabo. But people do get excited. I get when you hunt and you think you're getting a deal, so you just try to pay and move on. Yeah, so, so I could see how. Maybe so did that. Gabo get Curtis or did Curtis <laughs> get Gabo? <laughs> They're both in the toaster. Right? Hey, but, hey, but you know that uh, like mine was a little bit more difficult because mine was sealed. At least it wasn't like out in the front. You Whatever know what I mean? you got to tell Gabo. I don't know how he didn't know because, dude, Wild Guns, Pocky Rocky, TMNT, and then Contra. And I'm like, Contra Three, Contra Three. Sorry, I'm like, dude, you don't find those games together. They're like, on like ever. those bright, shiny, like yeah, fake. They were cars. like shimmery, that gray. The back label has nothing on it. I'm just like. Well, Gabo, I mean, hey, man, we love you. Happens to the best of us. And you could just hear his voice. He went silent for a good 20 minutes. Oh, no, I make big mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm going to try to wrap, wrap it into back. Wrap it into back. I'm going to wrap it back into the reproduction side of toys. I'm wondering, how does that ruin the vintage market when they're mass producing the old toys? Like, oh, they're, they're coming out with TMNT. They're coming out with sh- uh, actually now Street Shark soon. So, well, like. They are Street yeah. Sharks? Yeah, Ooh. I think Mattel is uh, so making those that. So like licensed things. So yeah. I don't have as much of a problem with like them being licensed. They're just like reissues, I feel like. Right. But fully licensed toys, I don't think you see as many like bootleg action figures. I know back in the day they used to bootleg He-Man figures. Big time. Yeah. And th- those are actually pretty awesome. Like if I ever come across bootleg He-Man They're really cool. worth money. I'll yeah. actually buy them. <laughs> they're yeah, just they're like worth a plastic mold with nothing else. Like <laughs> Yeah, and some of them are just super cool. I think there was a company called like Suncoast or something mm-hmm. that was yeah. making a lot of these bootlegs. I think they were a Mexican company. Maybe. Yeah. Why are you looking like, at Ricky? but you don't i don't think you see as many bootleg figures i there? i feel like you do but like uh transformers like the newer ones you'll see a lot of those yeah but how oh, is and it w- wasn't mikey talking about bootleg funk pops? pops yeah yeah there but how is it like so. actually like does it impact the market while they're making more of these reissues I feel like the collectors are going to be collectors and collectors are going to seek out the real originals for the heck of it. But then you have guys like me who doesn't know the toy market to where I've talked about before. I have gotten burned thinking that I'm buying again, not being good. You know, it's like a new video game collector. You don't know what's even though they're not fakes, right? Like you said, they're licensed, they're new products. I bought them, as I said before, thinking, I think these are original TMNTs. You look on the back, it says 94. You're like, sweet. Yes, yes they are. 10 yeah. bucks. I'm in. You know, and then I walk away and go home and like, look, Ricky, he's like, you're an idiot. It's like, oh, (laughs) and I have a tough time telling with some of those. A lot of times I'm looking at the new TMNTs. They look like the 91s, but they're reissues. Yeah. Yeah. Which are great. Do they say 94 in the back? I think they say 2021. On the box, I think they say it. They do say say 94 somewhere. You you flip it in the back, it actually says the real Right. So a lot of times I'm checking that. I think everything Garfield says like the same year or something. Someone told me that. Really? Because I remember I kept finding these Garfield shirts and I'm like, dude, it's a 1968. And everyone's like, sweet. And then before I sooner or later everyone's like dude they all say that and I was like really 
I'm sitting there telling my audience, I'm like, dude, it's 1968, double stitch though, I'm not sure. And I'm like, crap, I think I just sold someone <laughs> the wrong thing. Like, I'm sorry, but you know. Yeah, so what are some of like the key, like now we're going to go into shirts, but uh, what are some of like the key traits that you're looking for like a vintage shirt comparably to like somebody who like gets a reprint? Because like sometimes you'll get them from... Ooh, smell. smells good. Yeah, sometimes smell. you'll get like like ripped tag ones and I'm like, I have oh, no, no those idea. Are the worst. When you see cut tags... It's not only because they know they're bootleg. <laughs> Cut tag is a good sign. I mean, I've seen some really good bootleg shirts. Uh, feel, smell. Smells big. Like, yeah, looking online, it sometimes can be really difficult. There was a guy that had like some Mortal Kombat, like 1990s bootleg shirts mm. that he was selling. Cut tag that looked super official. And I and actually, I got toasted on this. I got Curtis. <laughs> yeah. One of them was. <laughs> Yo, do not make that a thing, guys. You hey get guys, Curtis. leave in the comments. I got <laughs> Curtis. <laughs> So I bought it was a, a Splatterhouse shirt. Oh and yeah. it was a and you sick got shattered, graphic. Bro. Dude, I got Curtis Hard. And I was like <laughs> You got Curtis Hard? Yeah, I got Curtis Hard. Dude, nice, dude. So I bought the shirt. I think I paid like two hundred bucks for it and I got it and I, I just right away was like, man, this thing looks questionable. And it was, but it was pretty darn good bootleg. And, um, but after evaluating it, getting some opinions on it, looking at the stitching, the feel, everything, I was like, yeah, this is a bootleg. Yeah. But I mean, like, they're, I mean, like, they're getting single, like, single stitched boots. And I got, I got, uh, tricked on that Donkey Kong shirt. And I was like, it said vintage style. But like, I, Ooh, it was single. Style. It was on, style. dude. But then they go, uh, cursing himself, bro. Dude, <laughs> dude then it's on a toll text tag and I'm like it's like it only said bootleg repro and fake on it. How was I supposed to know? <laughs> now they're not, actually not real. No, what, <laughs> hey, dude, what I'm loving is they're actually putting bootleg on the shirt now. So it's like I don't like I don't that. like that. I don't hey, like that. Yeah, hey, I like it because it's I'm not gonna get Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna go on to our next topic. It's gonna be ranking run and gun games. Oh, <laughs> baby, ranking run and gun games. Are you guys ready for this? So okay, let me give a little very important disclaimer to the audience when i searched up like let me look at the full list of running gums you know we know the contras the the metal slugs all that yeah people get really loose with what's a running gun online and i'm talking big list from ign i don't consider i know maybe i'm wrong i don't consider like side scrolling platformers where you have a gun running gun games i i know that's the general consensus and technically that's what contra is that's what metal slug is but I just feel like they have a different feel to them. Running games where you're more focused on straight, going straight, you know, a little bit of platforming here and there. Yes, some up and down levels, but I had to kind of define it and pull it in a little bit. Like a lot of people put like Earthworm Jim is number one. I'm like, Earthworm Jim? That doesn't seem like a running gun to me. So I kind of had to tone it down a little bit to more what feels like real running gun games. So sorry if you don't agree. But with that, Ricky, give me a number between one and ten. Six. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. Ooh, you started off with a banger, baby. Oh, Gunstar shoot. Heroes for the Sega Genesis. Ricky, rank it. S is best. F is worst. What you got, my friend? I legit forgot how good this game was. Um, So me and Andy actually beat this game at my house. It took us like three hours. Such a stinking good game. I am going to rate this an S off the bat because Ooh. it was that good. It was so good. Hmm. I, I will jump in since we're talking about it. It is a fantastic game. It is one of the best run and gun games out there. I'd say one of Sega Genesis's 
best games. So to, good. To argue the Sega Genesis as a good console, a lot of times I'll be like, dude, have you tried Gunstar Heroes? Yes. I don't uh, know. A I didn't, for me. I honestly didn't like the gun, like how it shot and like wrap around and shoot other things. The like mechanic that. of the movement of the gun. Yeah, it wasn't my favorite. I would say like I'm more of like on a B scale of it. But okay. I would it, say it just wasn't. The greatest. The, it was. It was a weird. It was a weird mechanic for me. The uh, gun mechanic is a little more fluid than like a Contra game. Yeah. It, it reminded me of a Metal Storm mixed with like, uh, con, like Contra Three. That's because oh. you can do the whole jump thing. Those are some. Great it, it was bizarre, cool. It was and kind it, of more of like a Metal Slug slash like I don't know. What it was, I don't know how to explain that one where it's like it cubes off and yeah. just follows I, off. I loved it. There's also different level styles too of run and gun where you're like yeah. where you're in machines or you're in like a cargo type thing mm-hmm. and different ty- style levels as well. Christopher? A plus for me. Oh, I, I love this right. one. And only not an S just because I just didn't play it enough. I have played it and it is an incredible game. I think there's some others on here that I would probably put as S. So I'm just going to say A plus. Like a it's high A, a I game. guess. Uh, I, and I will say, let me make this clear. On some of these, we're just going to go series. Right, we yeah. don't okay, okay, it's okay, not cool, like cool, super cool. C, or we're just going to go series okay. on some of these. So, as like as the as whole Contra as a whole. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Curtis, between one and ten, or one and nine. Uh, three. Okay, this is one right here. This was on a lot of those lists that I was hesitant mm-hmm. to put on, but the more I looked at it, I'm like, this does feel like a little bit more of a running gun. Chris, I love Vector Man. Let's go. <laughs> Vector Man is bad. A, it is so good. Um, man, uh, on the ranking scale, though, I'd give it a solid A. Okay. Not nice. the best, but I would say way up there. A for me. Ricky. Nice. I really enjoyed it, so I'm going to give it a B. It was a, it was a great game. Great game. I'm a solid B on it, too. I love the music on it. It's very dreary. The game isn't colorful by any means. It's not going to brighten your Nintendo wanting spirits. It's very Sega. Interesting sound effects. Yeah, that's where the I like. The guy kind of like talks but doesn't. It's like weird noises. Like you're almost <laughs> like, is he talking? Is he not? Are they using voice samplings? I put it at a B though. Uh, I know a lot of some of the secrets in this game too, which have always made it fun. Me and my cousin, Chris Brown, by the way. What was the opening scene one? You there was do? a TV on top and you could shoot it. That's right. There's you had a to TV do a code top. to get it? I don't remember if it was the code or if it was like shoot it at a certain angle a certain amount of times, but yes, Something there was an opening scene. There's an opening yeah. screen with the TV that has a code. I'm going to see on this because I, uh, I know some of the other games on this list. I'm going to say C just because I did not like the sound effects of that gun. Oh, I liked it. No, it yeah, just like a, sounded <laughs> so like, I don't know how to explain it, like kind of staticky almost. Yeah. Well, that also kind of is the Sega Genesis. <laughs> it has that twangy sound. So you said C, I said B, B, A. So that's like a B. B. That's a B. All right, I'm going to just grab on a random. Ready, boys? Yep. Here we go. Bum, ba, da, bum. Alien hominid. I'm going Ooh. straight to Ricky because I see his face. Guys, look at this. I even did this. Ready? Watch this. See. The gameplay. Because oh, I knew dang. a couple you might not know. It's been a while. Oh, there you go. Well, while Ricky does it. All right. Go ahead. So this is my favorite shooter on the GameCube. It's really good. I love everything about the graphics. Everything's so good. The only thing that d- that I don't like about this game is you can't shoot middle. You can only shoot da- like straight and up. It's not straight, eight, eight directional. It's, it's not eight directional. Fantastic game. I'll still give it an A because it is so fun. It's definitely a cool co-op. So I'm oh, I'm on so board good. with that. But I'm gonna say it's a B for me. I'm going B as well because, funny enough, I'm very good at these type of games. It was a it was difficult for me. 
And again, the graphics, I think, are one of the biggest standouts about this game. I also think it's funny that I found it like for a dollar sealed a few years ago <laughs> and thought nothing of it back then. I was like, Alien Hunter. You find out GameCube, right? Next yeah. Item, yeah, GameCube. Mm -hmm. But uh, B for me, even though I do love the game. Chris is... Dang, I've actually never played this game. Really? I've had it many times and I have never played it. And it looks, it looks incredible. I would feel bad rating it. I mean, just looking at it, it looks like an A to me. But Oh, it's fun. It looks incredible, but... Yeah. I, I would feel bad ranking it, it since I haven't actually played it's it. It's definitely one that you could play with your son, dude, because it's 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 a co-op. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. a great co-op. It is hard, though, but it's fun. Too. It's hard. Yeah. So we said A, B, B. That's like a B plus right there. All right, ready? Ladies yep. and gents, the Contra series. Ooh. I mean, we'll let Chris start. I mean, look, he's just like looking like, come on, guys. It's obviously the S. S. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just from the first one to the second, the third. Yeah, S tier. I think it goes without saying. What's Mike? the best? What's the best one? I like Contra 1, I like Contra Arcade, but Contra 1 to me was always the best. Contra, Contra Arcade, I don't hear many people shout as one of the betters. Contra Arcade was pretty good. It was like the first one, but better graphics. I liked how the side of the arcade too is just like the, the, the like girl like looking like kind of safari <laughs> with like a little crop top, like nothing well, to I do don't with. I remember Contra. the side of it. Oh, I did I as a kid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Contra One is my my favorite, and well, Super C was good too. But I like Contra 1. I think Super C was better than Contra. Yeah, it was pretty good because of the graphics. <laughs> Whispered it. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody heard that. Yeah. Ricky? Um, yes, yeah, uh, S, S for me. S. It's going to go to an S. Like, I enjoyed the first <laughs> four, but after that, once they got like, into the, like, the PlayStation mm. and all that stuff, I, I wasn't enjoying it as much. I was like, oh. Ricky, yeah. leave it to PlayStation to ruin something good. Heartbroken. <laughs> I, I gave it an S because of those first four. Hmm. I, that's the that's the only reason. If we were going like full blown series, I'd be like, all right, it's a solid A. S plus plus yes. plus. Yeah. Contra one, Super C. Contra three, the Alien Wars. Contra hardcore on the Genesis. So Contra hard. DS. Unreal games. I mean, those are some of the best games. When you ask any bro, like just dude who's never played video games in 20 years, and you're like, dude, did you play Nintendo? You're like, dude, what did you play there? Contra. I played Contra. Hmm. What about Contra Force, though? Uh, it's uh, yeah. the lag on that is rough. Oh, that lag exists. Was, I only played it a couple times, <laughs> but that one was pretty clunky. Wasn't well, it? technically, oh, you know, it wasn't a contra game, correct? Yeah. No. What so was it? It, it's almost like the same thing as Doki Doki Panic and Mario Two. It was a different game. They wanted the success of Contra to carry on. Hey, we have this other game with four characters. Let's slap Contra on there. Now it's Contra Force. Because it was, I've only, I can barely remember it. I've only played it a couple times. It's pretty clunky, right? It's it's slow. It's very laggy. Slow, yeah. I, it's not a Contra. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's even necessarily bad if you played it in its own right without the Contra branding. Right. Like if you were just a kid and picked it up, you'd be like, oh, this is fun. This is cool. I like it. But knowing it's a Contra game, obviously, it pushes it down because comparative to what we had. Yeah. I think that's the only mm -hmm. one that drags it down. That and the PlayStation ones. But everything else is pretty good. Yeah. Still they announced me. a brand new one. Did coming. They? Brand new. Coming. Yep. Switch. They announced it during Nintendo Direct. Hmm. Brand new one. Contra Hardcore, though, maybe one of them. Is it going to be a side-scrolling one? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That would be amazing. Side-scrolling. Yep. I was never good at this game, I guess. Uh, more of the mechanics of it was kind of difficult for me. I mean, Don't you dare. I oh, love... Oh, oh, you mean <laughs> the perfect <laughs> mechanics of Contra? Uh, I, I love the game, but I mean, Which I'm just going to say it's going to be an A for me. Uh, I like what? the first one. 
I, I just I've I, never seen us all genuinely together be annoyed at someone's answer. It's because I just looked hungry. over. I and, knew it. And normally, because it's not with the S on my list. I only want to save my S for my S. Normally, when one of us like doesn't, we're like, yeah, dude, just say your opinion. It's fine. On this one, he said it, and we're all just like, dude. But I say oh. it's like a N sixty four DF over here. Chris? Yeah, shake your head with me. <laughs> Everybody for shame, Curtis. It's just right not now. gonna be. It's just not gonna be on my S tier. That's all. It's it is. still in I the got S. a lot of love for bringing it, down. It the still N64. made it to S. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you're gonna get much love on Contra. That's <laughs> fine. I still said it was an A. It's all right. A's good. All right, this one was a little. Just not rough. my S. This one was a little hard for me to throw in there, but it, it classifies Russian attack. <laughs> this one's garbage too. I actually like this game. No freaking kid over Dude, here. This one's garbage. Where it's just like a you're just going straight up shooting different things. No way. This one is clunky to me, but it's not nearly as good as Contra. But I do like it. Oh yeah, it's not nearly as good. But. Yeah, um, I would give it a C in my opinion. Yeah, I had a tough time. With it Hard playing. D for me. Get it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like Russian Attack. Uh, one of my more uh, favorite memories as a kid not necessarily going into actual gameplay do love the music on it though but as far as gameplay eh. but as far as nostalgia it's up there i go a b on it my nostalgia is pushing it up pretty high i still enjoy the game my brother I that do. are listening are probably like you idiot that's an a but yeah i'm gonna like go b it. ricky uh c for me as well okay yeah d d, d. <laughs> <laughs> so d c, c. I hated it B. B. So that's barely a C. B. Yeah. Wow, you guys suck. All right, here we go. We'll sit. We'll stick with Nintendo for now. Akari Warriors, a loved franchise. The third one, by the way, has some of the best box art on the NES. It did. I'll just jump in because I was already talking. I love Akari Warriors. It's a vertical, by the way, run and gun. You move vertically. Um, I love it. I have so many memories jumping in the tanks, blowing each other up. Uh, me and my cousin were obsessed with this game. This is an A for me, actually. It's an SNK game. Ooh. Super nasty, kid. That's what it stands for. <laughs> it doesn't stand for that. Chris, what you got? Um, I I really liked Akari Warriors. I also liked Commando is not on here, right? It's not. Commando, like, the I used to have a Commando arcade machine, which, is, of course, is similar to Akari Warriors. I'm going Commando as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I do like this. Like, Commando is one of my favorite favorites. Uh, I used to play that arcade all the time, but this isn't the same Easy category. there, Strider. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, well, only I can do that. <laughs> only Ricky can talk about something that we're not talking about. Um, but Akari Warriors, I do like it. Uh, I would give it a solid B. Okay. Ricky? Dang, that's what I was going to give it. <laughs> yeah, solid B. It's a great game, but yeah. I compare it to like, if I had to compare it to Contra or the of other course. ones, I'm like, all right, I got to just drop it down. I have no vote in this, so don't worry about me. Uh, <laughs> I didn't play it enough. Uh, so. All right. So what do we say? That's It's, it's probably a B. It's like an A minus. No, I'd say it's lower than that. Lower. I think it's like B-ish. What'd you yeah. give it? I think I he gave it, it A. a. Yeah. It's a high B. I'll yeah. just put it right at B. All right, ready? Yep. Cuphead, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Cup Oh, I can't say this game without clapping. Uh, I'm jumping in. One of the best games I've ever played in my entire life. Gameplay, unreal. Animation, unreal. Storyline, unreal. Level select, unreal. Weaponry, RPG elements. Music, stupid. Stupid good. You can watch recordings. Full 32-piece jazz bands of 62-year-old men. Just going wild. Unreal, beautiful, 
S plus to the moon, right up there with Contra. This was my S tier. Yeah. But, all right, now I can't no, hate it, you. Yeah, this is my S tier. That's what I was saving for because I was like, man, that gameplay was unreal. I, I love the fact that like you could play through the story. It was very a diff- It was a very difficult yep. game at first until you you know no touch it. For some but uh, <laughs> but for me, I, I, it's my S tier yeah. for sure. Let's go, Curtioso. Christopher. Um, I I loved it. It was very hard. Um, I wish I was better at it. I'm still amazed when you say you like no death beat this, no hit beat it. Yeah, no no death. It's incredible that you did that because I actually struggled with this game and I considered myself pretty good at shooters. Um, But it was beautiful for all the reasons you said. Um, Would I put it above Contra? In my opinion, no. You can go A, bro. I'd go A. No worries. But it was a great game. Yeah. Oh, S tier. This was like the first game where I actually felt like I was the cartoon, like Mm. making the cartoon move. I was like, my God, this is so good. (laughs) Yep. It was just, everything was good. It was just the perfect amount of hard. It wasn't too hard, but it was good. Yeah. Like, I think that's the greatest. It's it's playing a 1930s Disney animated. Yes. To the core from every movement. So that that puts it high up there. That's almost, it's just a little below Contra. Yeah. No, I think they're all S's. No, I think, yeah, they're all the same. I think the only thing for me, why I would say Contra to me is. Better, just the theme. I yeah. would take a Contra like military theme over the. Got Disney it over theme. the soldier soul to the devil gambling, which is pretty good theme. Yeah, I know it's a pretty good theme. Yo, those those Come commenters on, are pretty hilarious. Good. Yeah, pretty those good. commenters are hilarious. The ones are like, dude, Gabble's wearing a satanic shirt. Those Someone ones. Said that? Yeah, I was oh, like, no. oh man, that's crazy. <laughs> hey, it's, it's all right. We love Gabo. He, he got saved. All right, here we go. He's Metal Slug, the Ooh. series. So I played the, I played this with Ben on the Neo Geo the other day, and oh. I absolutely loved it. So good. I loved it. I would say for me. S. That's another S. Let's go. Double S. Dude, it was an awesome arcade game. Oh, dude. It it was just fun all the way around. Uh, Solid A for me. Uh, One of my favorite things about it, too, is, is the sound design. The oh, when you hit heavy yep. machine gun, oh my rocket God. launcher, shotgun. <laughs> shotgun. It's just so, it, it, it's one of the aspects of it, too, that I think it raises it above. I definitely grew up playing it um, arcades. Yeah. That's kind of the preferred method for me to play, which isn't normal for me for most of these type of games, uh, but definitely an A. Beautiful game. For me, this is my S plus plus tier. I, is this your above snap. Contra? It is above Contra for oh. me. Because I think it took Contra and it actually, like, it. The, it is just such a flawless, amazing game. Thank the you. Bosses are so <laughs> Yo, that good. is good. I love the little dudes that you save, but just the guns and the different weaponry that you could get. And I've I've owned several Neo Geo cabinets over the years. Yeah. I've had Metal Gear One, Two, Three, Six X. <laughs> um, Subtle. But <laughs> well, no, through the stores. Not when I was younger. I didn't have Metal uh, Neo, Neo Geo. Must cabinets. be nice to be white. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, whenever I play this game, like. You know, and I'm playing it without having to dump quarters in it. Yeah, so it's yeah. just endless amounts of deaths. I mean, if you were playing this in an actual arcade, oh, what an yeah, absolute quarter gobbler it must have been. Oh. <laughs> Yo, that's a new one. But the like, quarter gobbler. Oh, my gosh. Like you would, <laughs> yeah, in order to insane. beat this game, you would probably have to go through like a hundred bucks to beat this, I feel like. That's a, there should be a guy that should start a YouTube channel called that, and he should go through every game in the arcade, and the end of the, every video is how many quarters it took him to beat it. I mean, on the several wow. times we've beaten Metal Slug, when you get to the Shouldn't end, have said that out loud. Cut that out. <laughs> when you get to the end boss, it is just constant deaths. You're literally just hitting the button, like yeah. almost yeah. as fast as you're hitting the button to shoot. 
You're hitting the button like every like 30 you're, seconds. You're like I'm grenading. Like, Give me another guy. Give me another guy. It's just constant death. Blah, blah, blah. It's like <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's just in, insane. But I've always loved this. And I do th I do feel it's a little bit better than Contra. Ricky? S plus plus. It's a solid A for me. It's really, really good. I love the fact that you can select your player on this. I, lo I always love picking the guy with the big glasses. I'm like, yeah, man. <laughs> well, it's I just below those two. Yep. You know what? Perfect lead in, Ricky, to being able to collect your characters. Sunset Riders, Ooh. which we've, we've technically ranked this before in the world of Konami, and it yeah. won. Did, did you rank win. that one? No, you weren't a part no, of it. No, I wasn't a part of it. So we already know where this is going. For those who missed our Konami episode, but I, I could not put Sunset Riders on the yeah, running gun. it's so good. But it, I did end up playing. I told you, like, last oh, podcast, okay, remember? Then there's a wrench. Hold on. No. Before it landed, what? Don't say I, No. Uh, Before it landed as a solid top-tier triple S, yeah. but Curtis hasn't played it at the time. So now your vote matters. No, I really liked it. I liked the storyline. I, mean, I told you, like, in the last podcast, that I was like, I love the directional shooting. I love being able to go through the saloon. It just reminded me, like, it was just like, this is a really yeah. decent, really good game. Not decent. That decent. was, let me take no, that decent. back. But. Go on. See? Decent? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do do that, huh? Where's no. it land? I would say it lands on an A for me. Okay. Uh, it doesn't go over Metal Slug. It doesn't go over Cuphead. So, so for me, triple it's S and A. That's, so right now, Contra, Cuphead, and uh, Sunset Riders is tied. Now, I put gameplay of this next one because I have a feeling none of you guys have played it, but I had to put this in here. This is a game. Oh, Blazing, Blazing Chrome. Chrome. That's great. Have you played this, Chris? I have not. Okay. Well, check this. What was it This on? is the most Contra uh, hardcore, PS4 Switch, Contra looking game. And it is, for those of you audio listeners, pull up some gameplay of it. It is such a good game. Oh, I have to skip. They, they did an awesome epic 80s intro. So, Basically, it's a new game that play. It's very similar to Contra and Contra Hardcore. It has the perfect feel. This might be a big old long cutscene of it. Go figure. Oh, here we go. Check Ooh, this out. That looks Check awesome. this out. Ready for this? Look at this, Curtis. Game. All of you people who are on audio, wow, just look at some of it. Just like Contra. it is such a good, well-made really game. It is a beautiful game. The soundtrack is there. It kicks butt. This game reminds you of an '80s epic movie. It's an absolute. Absolute, absolute S. And it's on PS4. PS4, Switch. You could get it on, you know, PC probably, streaming. Hopefully, I get on Steam. Go. I'm gonna try I, it out, dude. I'm telling you, you will not. The minute you put it in, you're gonna be like, oh shoot, this is a good game. I feel like mm -hmm. this is one of those games that got the Switch started with all the indie games that they're like, all right, if we can make, if this game could work, then we we can create like all these other ones, and mm. it did. It's so good because it was early on. Early on, they sent oh. me to a press kit for it, which is awesome by the way which i gave to my brother um they gave me a press kit and you play the game out of like a like a bullet you it's a bullet with a flash drive on wow. it it has all this cool stuff absolute s for me ricky you're the only one in this room that's played it what do you put it at i put it an s it's so good Whoa. i used to go to your house there, there were levels we couldn't beat so we you'd literally pause take a break and i'd start trying to beat it so i technically russian attack is at the bottom of the sea I don't want to give Blazing Chrome above the other ones because only Ricky and I voted. So technically it was all S's, but it doesn't really count because it's just us two. Yeah. So really the top tier games in this, Contra, Cuphead, Sunset Riders, and Blazing Chrome. Again, their Metal Slug is Metal right Slug there. Metal Slug didn't make it. I, well, what let's be real. I gave it an S, but S they gave S them two A's. Oh, two A's. Yeah. <laughs> but right, come on. Right. We're complaining about SSAA. Like, that is some good stuff. Yeah. I mean, we. I think that's quality ranking right there. Hands to Running Gun Games? Yeah. yeah. Childhood. All righty, guys. We're going to go on to our next topic. It's going to be stop getting into debt over video games. Ooh, Ricky. <laughs> How you doing today? <laughs> In debt. <laughs> Are you rather ready for another intervention? 
Uh, soon. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> I got to buy another lot first. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Curtis, yeah, this was, who brought up this topic, by the way? Uh, I just did. Oh, uh, great for me. No, no. I meant like who came up with this topic. Was it you? I think it was me. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, stop going into debt over collecting. And I think this is an interesting one, right? Because l- let's say this, there's things you can hate on in the collecting scene, right? We talk about a lot, you know, resellers get hate scalpers, whatever, whether it's justifiable or not. Uh, we've talked about hoarding can have some hate, but we never really talk about the actual debt or problem people go into when they're not just hoarding, right? Hoarding's a different issue. Like, well, you don't have room for this stuff. What are you doing buying it? What are you doing? Sometimes the real question is, I know you technically can buy that because you just did on a credit card or however you bought it. Curtis is going poop. You getting a big poop out, Curtis? Oh, get it out, baby. <laughs> He's going to go poop. <laughs> people sometimes will go into actual debt buying things right and there's a difference when you're reselling because you can you know re-incur that money you can sell this stuff you can remake the money back yeah dude did you even wipe (laughs) (laughs) okay all right we're back okay you can make that money back but i'm more speaking to and hopefully we don't get hey i'm more speaking directly to the collectors that i know and i know a lot of people are gonna say well there's not a lot of people like that there's not i know a lot of people who are collectors who go into debt and spend money they absolutely do not have yep Right. When their family needs something. Right. And that that's a problem. That's a real problem. Right. You're not intentioning on reselling. You're not going to flip it back. You're just, no, I want to collect it. But I know uh, I'm, I'm more struggling. I'm struggling to pay rent. Yeah. Right. We see it a lot. What are your thoughts on that? Christopher, who's looking at me so serious. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, my thoughts on debt is there's always good debt. There is not all debt is bad. Of course. Right. Like if a you home. go to buy a home, that would be considered good debt. Yes, it's good debt. Uh, if you bought a car, typically considered bad debt, although you need a car. Yes. Right? But it, School loans, you might categorize as good debt, if you're, uh, but not debt. always. I mean, I'll mean, i tell you what. I worked in a nuclear plant with a bunch of men, <laughs> like debt. 17 100%. men around me who all, all had engineering degrees. And they're like, yeah, we're talking about debt. And I was like, that's cool. I got the same job as you guys. You got here because of seniority. Dude, <laughs> dude, school. Regardless, it's bad debt for me. So, <laughs> oh, no, no, obviously, we're not saying it's bad. Just well, typically, bad. like um, a house is considered good debt because you're buying it as an investment. It's going to hopefully go up in value. It's going to appreciate. Yep. Right, and then there's lots of other advantages, tax reasons, right. and stuff. Yeah. Why a house might be good debt, mm-hmm. um, like buying a business might be good debt. Mm-hmm. Right, you're investing in something so with Cal the hope Expo. of right. So we incur debt to buy that. Right, so there is good debt. Yes, absolutely. My take on video games: if you are down to your last like hundred dollars, don't go buy video games. You know, unless you're going to flip it right away and yeah, with that hundred dollars. Now, what about those who aren't on their last hundred, but they don't? Okay, let's say this. You're not in your last hundred, right? But you don't maybe own a home yet. You don't have a reliable car. You want to, you've been wanting to take your wife on vacation for a year. She's wanted to go and you can't afford it, but you're still buying the video games. Well, so I've bought like a lot of video games, of course, over the years, a lot of them through the stores and just from collecting and stuff. Some of that is like instant flip, make money back. But a lot of them I do tuck away, you know, as long-term investments. Yes, you do. Right. Which I do. So (laughs) to me, that's good debt. I can, I feel I can afford to do it. You know, I'm still doing the things you mentioned. So it's not like down to like the wire with it. But a lot of that to me is good debt because I am 
buying these games with the intention of, okay, this is a long-term hold for me. These are going to be worth more someday. I get that, but I want, I want the other side. If you're down I want to the, the, I'm talking to people because you, you're a businessman. You have the antenna flipping someday. Even though, I'm talking, and again, I'm not talking down on anybody. This no. Is asking questions that should be asked. I'm talking the guy who's buying and it'll just sit there and he doesn't care. He just wants it there because he wants it there. Yeah, like where, where's the line drawn between like wanting a video game and what do your we ask Ricky? and your financial security? Yeah, Ricky, Ricky fidgeting. Finish, I would just say just to finish that. Yeah, yeah. If you're down to the wire on it, like you should not be incurring that debt. It should still be disposable income, meaning it's extra money that you have that isn't going to break. The if bank. it's your hobby, yeah. right? If, if it's, it's just a hobby. A hobby. And even if it is a hobby slash investment, any of that collectible stuff should be like ancillary in- income that you have. Yes. It's everything else comes first. Now I can maybe go spend some yeah, money. Yeah, and that, like if, ho- if, if your hobby's golfing and your family's struggling, then maybe cut back on the golfing. It could be anything. Right. It doesn't have to be. It should game. be family, food in my mouth, rent, bills. Okay, all that's covered. Now maybe I have some extra money. Yes. That, that's my opinion on it. Yes. Now let's ask everybody a moment of silence before Ricky. Curtis looks like he wants to kill somebody. What the <laughs> heck? I just looked over. He was giving Ricky the death eye. No, I was literally not trying to yawn. That was my thing. I was are like, you tired, bro? Huh? Yeah, dude, I'm a, I'm a working man. So are we. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead, Ricky. Let's hear it. Uh, I mean, here's the thing with me is I don't do credit cards because I'm, I'm, I'm scared of credit cards. Oh, oh but nice. the guys I see are the ones that are doing the credit cards. That scares the heck out of me because there's no way, like, I mean, we've seen it a couple of times where there's dudes that literally max out their credit cards. They do all that stuff. And then at the end of the day, they're like, oh, shoot, uh, I, I need to make bills. They start selling those games for cheaper than what they bought it for. So they're putting themselves in even worse debt. Mm. Yeah. And I, I mean, I've I, probably done that a couple times. Yeah, too, and I bet no, you. No credit, not credit card wise. You know, I'll just like pick up games here and there, but. That is bad, bad debt. That's yes, bad, because you got to think about debt. it. You're paying out on credit card, but you're also probably getting like a 20% APR like increase on that interest. And so it's like $200, and you're getting another $25 out of that every month. Yeah, That is her- the worst debt you could ever have. Not- in my opinion, just to hop in on that, and I'll let you keep going, but like credit card debt, first of all, I have no personal credit card. Same. If I don't have the money <laughs> to buy Good something. Yeah. Right. At home. Yeah, no, that's good debt. That's yeah. totally different. But credit cards, like if I don't have the money to go buy something, I'm not going to borrow from somebody else to go buy this thing. Unless, of course, it's a home or something. That's different. Yes. But just day to day, like something like that, I would not use a credit card ever for that. Only buy, I would only buy something like that if I had the phys- that money myself to do that. Yeah. To me, that's really bad debt. Yeah. No, that's true. I was talking to... Uh, our is this you that you're talking about? No, no, no. Go to <laughs> a friend of mine. His like, name's Jiggy. After I said that, Ricky just goes, yeah, that's no, bad. So I'm like, oh, shoot. I have one credit card, and that's it. And it's only... I think it's only $1,000, and I'm like... I don't use it. Really? Card. I mean, there are ways of managing credit. It's just, are you using it for certain things the right way, yeah. right? Yeah. Like for me, like if I'm using a credit card, I know I'm going to pay it off at the end of the month because I'm saving 4% on a purchase, mm. right? There are ways of it. And then when you have a credit line, it, it like over time when you have more credit and more years on it, it'll make it more available for you to get a loan or something like that. For me, in my age, it's crucial to have credit. Because right now you're like buying a home is not a thing. Yeah. So like they want to see longevity of how long you've had that credit and make sure that you are punctual on your payments. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? I just have always felt like the credit cards that 
they there's a reason why they're always everywhere you go. Go to Home Depot. Yeah. You want to sign up for a credit card? Oh, oh yeah. Was that oh like yeah. Michaels. They're the other day. Win, you want bro. our Michaels yeah, well, credit card? I'm like, no, <laughs> well, I don't yes, want that. Yes, I was going to buy more arts and crafts things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the reason why they do that is because you're technically you're borrowing it, and they already know they're going to tax you or put interest on you yeah. for twenty yeah. percent. But they make zero. You typically, if you pay that off every month, they're always yes. banking on you not, not being a human being overspending yeah. and not being able to pay. And that's why that's their, that's their gamble. Constantly. Yeah. And, that, well, and that's why being me, your own bank matters, right? I am just have always lived by, well, not always because I got myself in a credit card debt when I was younger, when I was younger than you, you know, just using credit card all the time and racked up like 10 grand in bills. And then I was like, damn, I can't pay this off. Then I started getting hit with the 20%. Yeah. I got paid that thing off. <clears throat> and then I was like, never again. I'm uh, only going to spend money that I have. I will say that's thank it. you to my wife ever since we were <laughs> engaged, you know, we've been together, we've been married almost 18 years together for years before that, you know, my, basically my entire life since I was 16, I've been with her. She has always taken care of the bills and she has never, ever have we owed anything on a credit card except from a home or buying a car, which actually we bought cash last time. Yeah. yeah. Hooray for my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lord. I'm not being prideful. Thank you. <laughs> I always feel like that. But um, she's just been so good with it. She's the same way. She's like, we're not spending on frivolous things unless we have the money to pay for it right now. And that's how we've always, she's always been much better than I was. I was very, yeah. I would have been probably in a ton of debt if it wasn't for her. Cause I was like, I got money. Video games, you know. <laughs> and you guys did it for 10 years without even selling anything. Yeah. So, like, having financial stability through that time, I'm uh, kudos to you guys. But for me, like, if I didn't resell at, like, 15, I might just be yeah. still in student debt and all that stuff. That's why our show back in the day was, like, the big item was, like, should I buy this $20 game? <laughs> I think I'm doing it, Ricky. <laughs> that was the hype it's, last time. <laughs> yeah, it's just not the same anymore with the cost of living going up and all totally. that stuff. Totally. And you can't really buy a house. Inflation. With, and we can't buy a house with blueberries and acorns anymore. Now it's, like. Yeah, bro. Tulips. I think they used tulips back in the day. That was, like, currency. Long time ago, yeah. Yeah. Lips on. You know, <laughs> but I mean, like, you never know, like, the, how the market's going to be. That, that's the only reason why you would want to have good credit. You'd be able to pull the equity out at any time. Yeah. But for me, it's like, I just want to have a good credit line yeah. so that when I do need a loan for that type of stuff, I might be able to yeah. acquire and that stuff. Th so. You know, I hear that a lot. Like, well, I should have credit cards, you know, because I need to build my credit. Yes. I don't, I'm, I'm a little, I think your credit will be good. If I was a bank and I wanted to come to you and you have never had a credit card, you know, I might still want to lend to you versus the guy that's like, well, I have five credit cards and uh, all, you know, I could go blow all this money. Like n having a lot of credit card lines open doesn't necessarily, in my opinion, always be such a good thing. No, and it I'm not saying it is. Maybe paid it, but I, I, I don't know how much it would improve your credit. Yeah, you know, I think it's more. I could be wrong on that. I, I would but. say more. It's on the impact, like right. So like, if you don't have like an annual fee on your thing, that's why I have my credit, because mm. I want to have that available funds to show that like I am smart with it, even though I didn't spend anything. Well, one thing I've heard they're talking about doing is putting rent on your credit report, which I don't know if that's going to be a thing. <laughs> I had heard about. Dude, that I need it. It's probably more than yeah, half which, your guys' I mean, if mortgages. You're your, <laughs> if you're paying your rent and you have a job, that's really what I would think the banks would want to see yeah. more than anything. Not that oh, you have a five thousand dollar. Yeah. American Express card that you pay well, off every month. I don't know how much that And, and as we continue this topic, let's make it very clear that everyone's financial situations are different. Hey, we're, hey, not, yeah. we're not judging you. You should do it this way. My way works. 
at your younger, you yeah. live this way, I live that. Everybody's is different, but oh, yeah, the common sure. thread to all this is whatever situation you're in, whether you have money, don't have money, you own a house, you don't, this and that, you need to put due diligence and time into making sure that you're being financially responsible yeah. with whatever your situation is. Even yeah. if you're making this much compared to the other guy, you still need to learn how to make this much make sense for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, I, I, and I'm saying it more for like, as in for the viewer and the listener, as in more of an experience fact, like you guys are all, there was different markets at every year uh, totally. we've aged, right? Like you've had your 2008 recession, then you have now like i don't even know what it is now I bought during that it's like the increase of uh interest of life right now so <laughs> one of those things yeah. that's just like i just want to like like kind of put like kind of blueberries tits for tats out there you know what i mean where it's like tits for tats <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> it's always such a weird expression but I, I know it yeah. but like one of those things like what are like some of the recommendations you would have for somebody going into something to be responsible like when they want to buy games mm. and they might not have the money. Like, how yeah. would you like? Do you would oh, yeah. you put them to like a financial advisor, or wh how would you go about it? I would say before you even go into a financial advisor, you need to look at life as it. Sh if you, it depends on your situation, if you're single, whatever it is. But I always look at it like try not to be selfish when you're thinking when it comes to money, right? Yeah. Because a lot of times our first response is, "Well, I want," or "I would like," right? As as married guys, you know, I would like. Well, hold on. Before you say, "I would like," what what? we would like, my family would, would benefit. I think there's yeah. so much into that that'll help set you back from being like, well, I already want this new Nintendo game just because I want it, right? Yeah. I, I, I really want it though, you don't get it. Like I never get the chance to buy this game for $2,000. Like I never get the chance. It's one of the rarest games. I really want it, but is it the time? Yeah. Is it the time? If it's not the time, go emulate the freaking game, you know, for, yeah. to hold you over. But if it's about the item, you have to make sure that it makes talk to your family for big, you know, decisions. I, I, I fear for any man who makes a decision like that without, you know, telling, you know, the significant other, which I think Ricky, <laughs> yeah, Ricky? <laughs> Ricky, that's what a marriage is, bro. You're married as one dog. I mean, it only happened once. What was it? Which one? I'm sure I've done it too. Don't worry. I'm not judging. Statues. You didn't tell her about the Mario statues. That's no. like the most obnoxious. <laughs> that could have been. That's probably the most obnoxious thing you could have showed up with I, without telling her. Because it's not wait, like, wait, wait. honey, I bought this five thousand dollar mouse and it won't be in the way. But you come home with statues that are four but, feet tall. But he also had me in his ear. I'm like, dude, you're not gonna have another chance you of this. You idiot. But here's the thing. <laughs> Sometimes you do have to take that. Chance. Yeah. Hey, but I was with Ricky. Curtis is in financial hey, no, this, advice. Dude, dude, <laughs> just do it, dude. This this was one of those things. I was here's like, if Ricky didn't do it, I was like, I'll do Ricky, it. Ricky, I'm in. Serious debt and struggling, but dude, that would be a good decision. And here's <laughs> hey, my, that's here's good my, debt, though. That, that, that was the here's first my time credit card. In, like, because me and him, we for the longest time, I only had $30, $40 for the swap. That was oh yeah, it. that was us for, for like the our, whole weekend. That was like early marriage though, yeah. and that's how it works. Yeah, so I mean, we finally got like that little that little push. Like, I finally make that extra income. So I, you know, I was I, I yeah. after I got him, I had explained to her like, listen, this is. Almost like an invest investment because these things, I mean, they go up in price, right? That's yeah. what gamblers say. All right. <laughs> 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 no, hey, if you could, if, if I know you might have the opportunity to sell one, bro. So this is true. this is me it, pushing your finger, <laughs> my finger on you a little. But it didn't break the bank for you. No, it's not like you're going to lose your house. No, so. no they didn't no, eat no. for like six months, but they're fine <laughs> now. <laughs> I'm, I'm like a cup of noodle for a year, but I'm good. <laughs> she was having a cup of noodles. But I would time. say it was still within your means then. It was. Still I think that that would be the thing. You know, 
buy stuff and collect within your means. Yeah. If you're going in on credit cards and maxing out credit cards, you're probably not collecting within your means. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and that's the most important thing. That, you know, don't take on bad debt, which is again, yeah. credit cards yeah. would be the worst. You know, to buy for a hobby. It's yeah. just not the best decisions, in my opinion. And again, respectful to everyone yeah. out there, whatever situation you're in, that life is this for everybody. So, yep. And I just we wanted to like reiterate it: just be <laughs> be as responsible as you can be. I mean, it's obviously yeah. your life; make your decisions. Yeah. But you know what? Don't go into debt over it. Yeah, don't go into debt over it. <laughs> but all right, so we're gonna go into our next topic: how anime has integrated into retro gaming scene. And this is a Chris topic. So, dun, 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 dun. so why? No, so, so, I, so I know Chris, you wanted to bring up this topic with uh, seeing an increase of anime fans going into events. I think we should explain it a little more first before we jump yeah, in yeah, too yeah. much. Basically, yes, you know, retro gaming conventions is a big part of the scene. There are more and more retro conventions now bringing an anime into it and i will say from a collector's perspective someone who's not an anime so i'm obviously yeah, biased yeah. um most of the collectors i talked to were like hey that's, that's wasted space over there and not saying that that's true right for the anime people are like sweet yeah. we got more stuff so it just depends who you're talking to yeah so how are you juggling that with retro world expo maybe seeing what other expos are doing i know we have socal coming up we've had our own talks about it which we could talk about but like seeing like do you feel a actual demand for it Within the scene, do you see it changing, or are you like, "Hey, yeah, I see it, or I don't see it," but I have no intentions of even bringing that in because I want to be collectors, video games. So, um, oh, we, Retro World, we've been running for nine years now, and certainly, like nine years ago, we we probably would have even been having this discussion. Not that anime wasn't around. Mm -hmm. What I think I've seen over the last maybe like maybe four or five years is that there is a lot, lot more anime that you're seeing at these gaming conventions. And we've had these discussions with Retro World and again with SoCal as to like, how much anime do you want there? Uh, and we have a fair amount of anime that comes in. And first of all, I have nothing against anime. Totally. I like yeah, yeah, anime yeah. a lot, I've watched plenty of shows. Um, but we always were founded on it being like a retro gaming convention. Yeah. And what I've seen over the few the years, and this this actually goes back to some other conventions, uh, that the anime it tends to perhaps take over the show, where it becomes more of an anime show oh. than even a retro gaming show. So I think the real question is is like, do do they complement each other? Absolutely. You know, and um, is there a huge demand for anime? There is. The, do you sacrifice the retro gaming or the gaming in general by introducing a lot of anime to your show? In other words, does it almost like take over the whole show it, once you open up the floodgates to anime? Um, so being a show owner and you guys being a show owner now, it's kind of like, do you want to stay true to being a, a gaming, even maybe a retro gaming or just gaming? Maybe it's modern gaming that you want to have. And how much anime do you want to have yeah. come in? Yeah, because there is a lot of crossover between anime art and just the overall games aspects of it. So, I mean, like, because you got a lot of JRPGs from, like, earlier PlayStation games. And you got, like, Yu Yu Hakusho was, like, its own thing on Even uh, Pokemon. Yeah, Pokemon is another, yeah, like, anime. Yeah. small anime aspect I, of it. I think what's hard for me is, again, I'm not into anime, right? So it doesn't even... We don't even have to necessarily say anime. It could be anything, right, that, that moves alongside video games, right? Because anything really in nerd culture yeah. kind of is encompassing, right? It could be video games, comics, superhero stuff, comics, comics yeah. anime, uh, cartoon shows, you know, Saturday morning cartoons, any of that stuff. So really it's about, for me, the reason I would never lean into it is because 
I am not passionate about anime in, in any way. Again, no hate. I'm just not passionate about it. So I could find myself, if I allowed it to kind of start creaking in, I feel like I'd be less excited to put on a show. Right? I'd be less excited to talk to the vendors of selling it. I feel like I'd be less intelligent. Like right when I talk to game collectors, right, being a game collector for so long, when we do the show, you know, coming up, we get to talk to the people as intelligent people alongside them. Yeah. Hey, how are you going to set up this? What about this? Oh, maybe that should go in the back. Chrono triggers this. Oh, we'll have an event for this. Oh, because, yeah, I know Smash Bros. does really well. Do you guys want original GameCube controllers on hand? You know, anybody want Wavebirds? Versus if it's anime stuff, I would sound... I'd be less intrigued to want to talk to the vendors in the community. I'd almost be, like, hiding from them. Because I'd almost feel like a fraud. Even though, I don't know, it's not what it is. But, like, I, I don't know this scene. But I'm putting on this scene for you guys. But I have no investment into it at all mentally physically anything yeah so i know that would be like one of your drawbacks from it but what would be one of the benefits of adding anime? money uh, money, money. Yeah. i'll tell you the main benefit money. and i really? think why you see some shows doing this is anime is obviously it's massive massive yeah and the anime a, expo in los angeles was yeah, one of the biggest huge. i think they had like eighty thousand. i think they over yeah i think they oversold that by a too much like yeah, it was just claustrophobic is what i've heard yeah so. and it just has a massive super die hard following and there's another reason why it's attractive to a lot of shows too is it's a younger audience mm. you know us being older you know is <laughs> old, you know, <laughs> just kidding well you know getting a little bit older now like the retro gaming community yeah you know, I'm in my 40s. Like, how, how long will we be t attending shows? I mean, you could look at comic conventions, and certainly there's been a long-standing, like, people wanting to go to, say, a New York yeah. Comic-Con or a San Diego Comic-Con that have been around for forever. But even if you go to those shows, how much of it is actually comics? You know, not True. it's that has retracted smaller and smaller and smaller. There's still... Last time I was at New York Comic Con, I want to say it was like five years ago. There was still a good amount of comics there, but there's a lot of other stuff there. Yeah. They've become more of a multicultural fandom geek show. I like crossover. Yeah, and I like crossover too. But not to where take crossover versus takeover. takeover. And I'm not going to name any shows, but there have been a few shows that I have seen that have started off with let's be a multi-genre show where we have comics games and anime like a nerd nerd con yeah. type of thing and it, I, i've seen them over the years morph into more or less just an animation mm. lost touch with the video games lost touch with the comics even i've seen them try to get back into wanting to have more of that it's too late sally but it might be too late <laughs> now again the money reason like you know you could look at like a retro gaming show and say well you know what why don't we just introduce anime and yeah. you know call it what's such and such anime and gaming um but we'll get a ton more people in. Mm. But all of a sudden, does the gaming go like this? And I'm retracting, for, you know, to almost nothing. And, and it's hard. Um, does it take over? We're so integrated and integrated into the retro people. That's what we do. Let's, there's no, no shame in being like proud of what your thing is. Ours is retro, right? We hear it. Oh, yeah. From people, right? We've heard like, oh, man, that's like your people, right? You're defending your people. They're like, where's, where's the games at, bro? Like, I, thought I, was, I came here for games. Like, so you're almost like, I want to like be like the stronghold of like, we're going to sell 10 million retro games at SoCal Expo, like Braveheart style out with it. I'm curious of your opinion, though, Ricky. You haven't said much. Um, I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> I love like, you know, I like Dragon Balls. You do. Pokemon. I love all, all that stuff. But to me, uh, like that stuff. They actually made video games for so i almost feel like it would belong into it but like the newer stuff oh it's just so 
there's no it has nothing to do with gaming it's almost more adult if if anything like all, the manga all style. the anime like the manga manga stuff i can't take my kid i can't take my kids to the expo the like game, that and game, i love i love sharing that with my kids like i, I want to take them to the expo and not have to worry about like yeah. you, you know you just hit something huge yeah. on the head yeah i it, mean because it becomes not family yeah. friendly how yeah. do you how do you as like a I guess an owner, how would you be able to regulate that? Because a lot of anime is on the manga side where it is. I would tell ex them. Exposing. You show any of that stuff and you're out of here, dude. I want kids here. Yeah. I want families to feel welcome. And this is, I want this to be a place I love. We say our favorite yeah. things are when we see kids into retro gaming. Yeah. It's I don't want a kid's first experience to be seeing you, you nipple show or something. Yeah. Yo, watch your mouth. Don't you ever <laughs> mess still, with you, you hawk show. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not no, literally no, Yeah, I know, I know. I, just, <laughs> no, I get what you're saying, but... It's we see it. It's like... Don't you ever it, mess it with that one. It also makes... Again, <laughs> it's not... Again, we're not hating on any group. It could be no, anything yeah. in the world. Even hookup skateboards can come off that way, right? Yeah. Like, and I love hookup skateboards. So do I. I tried to buy a shirt the other night from Drew, <laughs> but I couldn't get it. <laughs> Those shirts are like $350. I know. I was tapped out at like $250. But... You know, it, it does make the event feel a little different, right? Even yes. when you walk by a booth, and we've, we've recently did that. We walked yeah. by a booth, and this guy had tons everywhere. And he had to put, like, duct tape over it and this and that, like, adults only. And it just kind of gave off a vibe that I wasn't like, that, that doesn't, it doesn't feel the same, right? Yeah. It's almost like, you know, a, a dumb example. Like, Nintendo, like... Yeah, everything's welcome, and it just feels like everybody fun. And then I saw it, and I was like, "Ooh, it felt seedy." Yeah, I guess like, I almost like didn't want to look <laughs> when so I walked by. I haven't had to deal with that too too much. Like at Retro World, I think what we've tried to do, and you know, with SoCal, we might try to do this as well, where it's like eighty percent retro gaming. Yes, and there'll be a few. There, there's always going to be some anime, and I love our art. anime vendors. The art, art and guys too. The art guys and the artists that yeah. come to the show are awesome, and yeah. some of their anime art is amazing. Amazing, yeah. And it's not like I go through and go, okay, well, we're only going to allow five anime guys. Yeah. It's just yeah, yeah. it kind of naturally, I think, is dictated by the show owners. Like, okay, we are a, a gaming show. Yes. Anime fits perfectly with this. Yes. We have some comic book vendors that come and do awesome at the show and love having some comic books there as well. So they certainly do complement it. A lot of the manga is it's out there and it's... Do you ever get into any trouble with cosplay? I never have. I mean, you're never going to try to have, control though. that. I, yeah. I, I've never heard of any shows having to ever control that. I, I saw... I uh, won't name names just for the sake of naming names, but we saw one recently where it literally signs ever cosplay is not consent. Which they probably had to put those up because people were probably getting gropey. Yeah. Now, oh. as a show owner, would you ever like go up to somebody and say that's inappropriate? You're not allowed to dress like that. I, I, I don't know. I, maybe, I probably I, maybe that's I, 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 hey, maybe I, that's I, something that you'd have you to would, like clarify in the ticket buying yes, pro process. Just like any common DC, we, we get that obviously. You know, ninety percent of you know if you're dressed up as Melina from Mortal Kombat, it's gonna look a certain way, which yeah. is fine. But I think when it comes into the level of people pushing the boundaries a little bit too much, where you're like, okay, that's look, borderline. Look, I'm more. all for like the creative aspect of it, the cosplay and all that, but like there is limits to it, right? It has to I be think limit. we're talking yeah. two different things. Yeah, one is like the the manga, which is actually more yeah. like porn. Yes, what that's is. what. Like, yeah. Actual. actual. But, but a lot yes. of yeah. and that's what I mean. Is that like the majority is that like mm. when when I, when I think of like like like. Uh, gaming convention to anime like I think of like back in the day when Nintendo had their kid friendly you you see the convention it's kids and like their the old E3s and everything yeah but old I E3s wouldn't say like, like Sega when they had their conventions like it, it was like I don't know as an anime fan I wouldn't say the majority of it is it's definitely a very specific genre of anime that's all it is it's just maybe you'd have to regulate it a certain way to where it's like the animation type of uh, 
anime is the one you're kind of looking for right like yeah and we haven't had any issues with that we do uh, with retro world i've always marketed it as like um no xxx stuff it's not allowed yeah, there you okay go. yeah, yeah that's, but I think, none with vhs no dvds across yeah. anything no comic books can be explicit so none of that stuff is allowed um but the from generally most of the anime vendors yeah. i haven't seen that you were mentioning that you have but uh, we've yeah, seen we, it. Oh, you we've saw seen it. We've seen it. Yeah, yeah, we've yeah, seen I haven't seen, it. seen that. And but even there is some cosplay too. Where again, I'm all for cosplay. I think it's yeah. awesome. But even certain ones. But there are some where I'm like, that's borderline walking porn. Some of yeah. them. Not like you know. I get it. In half the Nintendo characters, the Sega, you know, they're yeah. sexy on some of them. The way they look, you know, Laura, Cro whatever. But Cammy. some of them, I'm like, Cammy. yeah. <laughs> but some of them push it a little harder. I'm like, dude, if you turn yeah. at the wrong angle. You're going to be commando like gonna, riff. Yeah, you're yeah. going to see what, you know, isn't meant for children to see. So. And I, I get it. There's definitely a fine line. And I think that, like, as you guys finally get the expo up and running, you guys are kind of figure out, like, where that balance is. Yeah. But I was just wondering, like, maybe, like, the integration of larger shows, it seems like the only benefit to anime at the moment has been a larger, younger crowd coming in. Right. Yeah, and if you are a part of that community, it's a huge benefit for you. We never want to. Yeah. We're not. This is yeah. us attacking oh, no. the community, attacking cause, attacking anime, any scene. It's just saying us almost like holding our scene and making sure. And it could go vice versa. If you're an anime expo and we come in and we're like, hey, dude, this needs to, like we, it should be 80 percent games. You'd be like, wait, my community, those anime, you know. So that's where the the line, I think falters a little so yeah. yeah yeah all right um uh, we can end that on like that right so so uh, everybody out there thank anime. you for uh, listening <laughs> Yo, everybody listening i just want to say uh, come on bro thank you guys for all the support i just want to say all the audio uh <laughs> podcast will be linked oh, in the description as always and uh thank you guys for being up? here look at these guys oh. just talking we're over just like, talking over you, you are the worst Yo, all right love you. all right put your foot up like griff always says yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Oh, that was good.